0: Fill her up.
1: You're listening to the Gas Digital Network.
2: Thank you, Albre. And here we are. Back with Slick and Thick episode, I don't know, This is that's too high for me to count. The best one. And the best to my one. left, at six foot three, 200 pounds, every one of them is a problem, the people's champ, the uh, tamer uh, of sages, the master em. of punks. Get
1: him. <laughs> the
2: next person out on will be the first person, the prettiest man to ever step inside the ring, the future champ, the people's champ, Mickey Garland. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? What's happening? What's I'm Gerard Michaels, the funniest motherfucker you've never truth. heard of. And to my left is a legend a true dot in the will legend like we're legends in our own mind mick we got an actual hey, we got a lot of work to do to catch up true to this guy right here G, we got a lot of work to do the one the only chaz palmentary what's hey, up what's welcome, up hey? chaz welcome chaz what's, up, guys? what's welcome, welcome. going on man? Right. so do you get do you do you get people when they're in the street that they come up to you and they say hey chaz or they come up and they're like hey sonny which which one is it which which Jamo which well, comes up to you and I, says... I,
1: I,
3: you, you'll get somebody money, goes, Sonny. Yeah, you'll get somebody money. does that. That, sure. doesn't, that doesn't bother you. Yeah? But mostly Chaz, they see Chaz. But there's always somebody who goes, hey, Sonny, yells it across the street or something like that. Such okay. an iconic role. And what's got to be so cool is that's
0: yours, too. Mm. Like that's your You mm. made that story. And you've been in, like, a hundred things. But that one yeah. is, like... And, and that's yours. You know what yeah. I mean? That's your story.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it's the thing that... Uh, catapulted me to, you know, becoming a star. I mean, that's really what it was. You know, I did that and then bam, right out of that, though, was the usual suspects, Mm -hmm. uh, then the Academy Award, the, uh, nomination with the bullets and, uh, you know, all those things just happened in a row, and I've been I've been living going straight now for like thirty five years. So Unbelievable, but it, was, it
2: wasn't all peachy keen. I remember from our time on the PBS yeah. podcast, you were
3: out in LA grinding it out. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not an overnight. You don't forget. I, I made it when I was thirty nine years old, so mm. I, I've been acting a long time. So, but uh, it's just one of those things. I I wrote my own project, and I said, uh, you know, if they won't give me a great part, then I'll write one myself. And I wrote this one-man show about this me growing up in the Bronx, this killing that I... It really stems from the killing. I saw this killing when I was uh, 9, almost 10 I was, right, actually. And uh, the guy looked, you know, he killed this man right in front of me. I thought they were fighting over a parking space. You know you know the whole story. And of course. What happened was and then the guy stared at me, and the next minute I knew my father dragged me upstairs. Cops came up. I didn't identify the guy. I refused to identify him. And the next day... I was sitting on the stoop again, and he walked by, and he looked at me, and he went, eh,
1: you know, mm,
3: pointing at me like, I know that you know that I know. <laughs> and that's how it really started. Then he just said, hey, come in the club. Go get us some sandwiches and give me like $5, which was like thousands of dollars, you know. Mm. So I would go in there, and I, I cut up the lemons and the limes for the bartenders, and that's how the whole thing started.
2: Now, in that, in that time in New York City, that's that's... That's a wild story, but it's not like a crazy atypical story. A lot of people have a lot of stories. Kind of there, they mm. lived in that environment. Yeah, but those are stories that get told over a couple of drinks at a bar. Right. You put pen to paper. When did you know that there was there was a there 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 was a, a movie here? There was a story worth telling here.
3: Yeah, I mean that's a good question, Gerard. I always wanted to talk about it. I always wanted to like write about it. And I was a you know I I used to write poetry. I used to write short stories when I was younger. So I always wanted, it it always stayed in my head. And what happened was when I needed money and I I was working as a doorman at a club, and then finally um, I got fired because I wouldn't let, it's a famous story in in Hollywood, I wouldn't let this guy in, he was really nasty to me and and he was belligerent and he said, do you know who I am? I said, yeah, you're the guy who's not getting in tonight. (laughs) So that really pissed him off and he said, you'll be fired in 15 minutes and 15 minutes later, shirt and shit. I got fired, and the guy was Swifty Lazar. Now, Swifty Lazar, you guys are too young to remember, but he was the biggest agent in the world Mm. at the time, in the world. He represented Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton. I mean, I couldn't have screwed up my career more than fucking with this guy, yeah. <laughs> right? And An aspiring uh, actor, yeah, He's aspiring actor. And I just agent to go fuck himself. To. I told him to go fuck yourself. And it was his party that I wasn't letting him in. Uh. It was his party, <laughs> and, and and he was late for his party. That's why he was so belligerent with me, like ah, I don't have to be on a list. Just give me. And I said, oh fuck, man, take it easy, you know. And uh, I, the boss came out and he said, look, I love you, man. You're a great guy, and but I got to fire you. He has too many parties here. You know what am I going to do? He doesn't want to see you again I said all right don't worry you've been good to me I went home I said what am I going to do and I said well if they won't give me a great part then uh, I'll write one myself fuck it I'm not going back to New York and I, I bought five tabs of yellow paper at thrifty drugstore on Ventura Boulevard and I started writing the killing and that, that when that Monday I performed it at my theater workshop and everybody was like stunned what the fuck you know and then everybody said, oh, my God, do you have any more? And I I said, wow, I, I got something here. So each week I would write 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then I would perform it on the Monday. Wow. And then when I got there that Monday, I performed it, and I taped everything with the cassette players. We had cassettes yeah, yeah, yeah. back then. This is 1988. A
2: minute a page, basically. So you're writing 15 pages, memorizing I was 15- writing,
1: yeah, I was writing,
3: But at least, just writing. And then I would perform it. And then I would see what worked, and I could tell by the audience what stories worked, what felt right, wow. and, and I kept juxing the positions. You were
2: workshopping your movie. Out. You were... I was
3: workshopping the movie. Wow. And then out of the 15 pages, I would take four pages. I'd throw out the rest, and I'd do the same thing next week, and mm. next week, and next week. Oh and then God. finally, after almost a year, I had 90 minutes of this show that I've been doing now. Audience years. tested. Wow. Audience tested. It's wow. like, it's like. Jumped, you, look, right? you stand yeah. up. When yeah. you do stand up, you go to places 100%. and you try it out. And you take the stuff that you go, oh, all right, this, this is something. This stays, this goes. This stays, this goes. Same exact do you, thing. Do you have yeah. any
2: footage of that when you were doing that? Is there any footage of that?
3: I don't have footage of that. No, I don't. I wish oh, I did. God, but I do mad. have That'd footage. I do have footage of the first time I ever did the show. Uh, the first wow. time. Wow. That's pretty weird to see me. Thirty something years ago, doing it, you know, I do. Have, I have footage of all the shows that I've done in thirty. Uh, it's
2: amazing to me that that the the suits didn't want you for Sonny. I mean, you were just
3: you. you couldn't have been typecast. No, that for that no, role. no, oh, no. God. The suits. It, it, it was always the same thing. The suits always said to me, "You're a great actor. you will be great as Sonny. We just can't make the movie with you because you know you're not a draw. You're not a, nobody. you not a big you. name yet. Wow. Yeah, they said yeah. this is a starring role, and plus." Uh-huh. The problem was when Pacino saw it, and all these guys saw it. Burt Reynolds. They wanted the role. They wanted the role. That's right. So they were the hot guys at the time. Yeah. Al and
1: huh.
3: Al still hot. Can you imagine?
2: But, so everybody. Burt Reynolds is son, oh my everybody's god. Everybody's
3: saying I want, I want to play this part. Mm. Every big star wanted to play Sonny. Every producer, every director, A plus director wanted to direct the movie. Every studio head. Now you got to picture this. Now, I'm totally unknown. I put this play up. Bam! The reviews go off the fucking charts. You sh- the reviews are like, forget it. It's like my mother wrote them. You know, was it a one-man play when you were huh. doing it? One-man play. Wow. Right. It's just the way. You th- if you come, I'm going to be at. Um, I'm starting this year. Uh, this year, I started uh, the Paramount, the Paramount uh, Theater uh, in Huntington. Okay, uh, you know, uh, in Huntington, the Paramount Theater. I'll be there January 29th We'll be there. Slick, slick and Thick will we'll be, be there. Slick and Thick will be, we'll be there. That is a show you will see that I did thirty four years ago. Wow. That I wrote. Unbelievable. So, my
1: family
0: has all seen it. Like my yeah, all my cousins who right. I told you about. My cousin Biff, who I had to write the thing. They yeah. all love it. Like everybody loves it. My uncle Freddie loves it. My Tata. Everybody lo- well, they, when they saw it, they yeah, it, it was something special. I have said. people
3: who saw it eighty times, fifty times. Wow. I mean, this is my 12th time at the Paramount, and I'm sold out already.
2: Where were you doing it in in, uh, L.A. originally? Where did you...
3: Originally, I did it at the West Coast Ensemble. Then the theater was too small. Then we moved to Theater West. Which was the theater I developed it. In. Did you
2: pitch it to the creative director there? Or did you rent the space yourself? How how did you market it? You no, did everything no, yourself. I did everything myself. Pre social media, this is like this is no social
3: media. it, baby. This is grinded. Yeah, this is the real world. Yeah, this, is, get this, out this there. was this was <laughs> this the real the good old world. Days, Selling your CDs yeah. on the subway. Well no, what happened oh, yeah. was I had this. There was a woman. I forgot her last name. Carol. She's. She ran the Ensemble Studio Theater. And she said, you know, I hear you got a one-man show. They've been telling me you wrote it uh, over here at, at, the, at this theater. And I said, yeah. She goes, you know, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a whole thing of one-man shows. Would you like to perform it? Now, I never performed the whole thing in front of an audience straight. I said, I figured it's another workshop, 30, 40 people, right? So I go, yeah, I'll do it. So she gives me the date. I go there. I'm the last act to perform on that day. There's one act before me. Then I go on. I go on. So I go in the... I get, I get there, you know, and I go in the back and I wash my face, you know, and I'm getting ready to go on. And I hear, like, a lot of people. I said, Jesus. I said, how big is the class? Is? She goes, no, it's not a class, Chaz. It's a performance. I said, how many people are there? She goes, 300. <laughs> I said, 300? Sink like or swim, baby. 300?
1: Like- I said, are you
3: kidding? I said, I haven't... but I, I never did this before in front of, uh, like, the whole thing straight. Mm. She goes, well... Could you do it? I go, yeah, I could do it. I said, just put a chair out there and I'll do it. So I put a chair out there. No lights, no sound, nothing. Nothing. I go out there and I performed it five minutes standing ovation at the end. Wow. And I said, hate. Holy shit, this is You knew you had something. And then It's
2: I, your story though. It's my story. It's your that that's the key there. Nobody could have done your play like that because mm-hmm. they didn't live it. Well, we right. It. Yeah. It. I hear
3: yeah. most people say they live a life very similar to mine. I go, well, you should have wrote it then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear people go, you know, that's sure my story. Should've. Well, yeah. you should have wrote it. Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: If that happened to you, Absolutely. why didn't you fucking write it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you didn't
0: say that in a movie. This is just one of many Bronx tales. I said, that's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. This is There's just another lot. Bronx tale. Yeah. I'm just yeah. another
3: tale of a hundred guys. Yeah. yeah. I, You know, that's really what it is. So I performed it and everybody... The crowds just came to see
2: it. That's got it. What what are you feeling in that moment? You've been out in L.A. for how long at that point? Ten Uh, years?
3: uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, not ten years. No, I was only out in L.A. At that time, I was out in L.A. Five years. Yeah, in LA, five years. Five years, but, but ten years before that, doing in New York. Ten years before that, doing in New York. For yeah, so fifteen, years. grinding, starving Grindin artist. You had a couple as a roles, right? What, working as a doorman while uh... working as a doorman? Yeah, but don't forget, I started studying acting in the seventies. I I was with Michael Shurtleff. And then I started studying with Lee Straussburg. him. Oh, you did Lee right? Wow. No, but I, when you say people go, you study, I studied. The Straussburg method. I studied, yeah, with, with I studied actually with Lee. Mm. You know, I couldn't get into his class in the beginning because I was too young and I wasn't ready. But then after I studied with Ernie Martin, then I got accepted into Lee's class to study with him. You know, and Ernie Martin was a great teacher, too. I, I just realized that. I, I got to give him a shout out. His daughter's teachers now. She's great, too. Mm. But I was a. Uh, it was a great experience for me. But then I got into a rock band. I started performing all over the country, and then I did that for like ten years. Well, all that
0: explains up. Dante's musical side yes, as well too. Yes. Okay, so I then, didn't. I didn't know, wait, wait. So I, do,
2: I, I, that I had no idea you were in a rock. Yeah, band. I, had, I didn't I had, know I had, that. I had hair down here. Get bro. out of here! Sure. Dude. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Do we do we have any songs on Spotify? We gotta have yeah, did yeah. Anything Not
3: any, it. anything? No, I did we we, only, we were a cover I band. A we were a cover band. We were a total cover band. We we didn't. We just didn't write, you know. I got mean, maybe we just couldn't do it. I don't know. We just didn't. Um, no, didn't write. We had one song on the that I wrote on, on the R and B charts. It was called "Meet the Beat," and we went to number twenty eight. That I wrote. Uh, that I was. That I didn't perform. Actually, another group performed it. But that's about it. No. But we were we were good, and we made money. And I that always kept me away from my first love, which was acting and writing. Then Gosh. finally, I quit in nineteen. 19- 79 i quit the band totally and i started started studying even harder and went back to acting and writing and r&b
0: then. was the style you guys were doing or was, yeah or was R&B couple, rock? cover bands you know okay
3: the ojs well, we
0: knew chaz had soul we know he's oh, dating us yeah. yeah. oh yeah
2: me and the sisters go way back
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> billy d coming up gonna love it yeah yeah man so i mean do you think um and in the 80s were you uh was you with the New York accent, the you know, you kind you have the Italian upbringing. Right. is this after the the uh the Godfather, everybody kinda like tried no. to go away from that a little bit, I feel like. You feel like you were typecast? Yeah,
3: well, you know, I get typecast sometimes. I mean I, I as a wise guys and also I but I played cops, I play lawyers, I played doctors. But, you know, a lot of my famous roles that really were big mm-hmm. happened to be, you know, um Analyze this and, oh, well, I, the, and mm-hmm. Bronx Tale and uh, you know things like that. But then I, you know, Usual Suspects. I was an FBI agent, you know. So
2: um, you ever sit back and think, man, like you know, you're talking about 39 years old when you hit it. Then all of a yeah. sudden, look at the movies you've been in. Look at the, the people you've been yeah. with. I mean, you've been you're with. you
0: You became a bona fide star. Yeah, like, huh? you know what I mean. What was like, it like
2: being on set with Billy Crystal, man? What was that? Oh, that look, yeah. It was great. It was
3: great. Oh, Billy's a really smart guy. He's really funny and a terrific actor, you know. He was, and he's really good, man. He's great. I mean, I remember I was ad-libbing a bunch of stuff when we did Howard Ramus, God Rest His Stone. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal was, yeah. director. Really liked him a lot. The, the last,
2: uh, the last uh, <clears throat> Ghostbusters, I think, really, yeah. really, really did him justice. The yeah. last one. He, was, he really was beautiful.
3: Great. And when I was doing uh, things like... Uh, uh, well, some of the things in the script, but but then I kind of riff started riffing off, Vinnie Boom bats, Blanky Gaga, and then Billy <laughs> Billy just saw that and, and saw everybody laughing, and then he said, you know, could I do? And Harold says, yeah, and then and he started. That was total improv on Billy's part too, and he just went. Uh, you know, sometimes the thing moves, but that's a thing for another time. I was all improv, and he was... You want a fresh one? I want a fresh one. I mean, I, that's Billy at his best, you know. He was great. He was great. And we had fun. We had just had a lot of fun doing it, and Bob was just so good at it, you know. Well,
2: and, give me your, uh, you know, how we You know,
3: we, we talk about in sports a lot, your Mount Rushmore. Like,
2: if you had any teammates? You've been in with De Niro, Walken, Gabriel Byrne, yeah. you know, Kevin Spacey, uh, Ed O'Neill. I mean, mod, mod, a lot of people forget you're in Modern Family. I mean, yeah. phenomenal yeah. role in Modern I've, Family. Then you
0: got you got uh, some of my favorites: the Godfather, of Harlem, Forrest Luggs, Whitaker. Uh, yeah. Um, these are all great Chris, actors. Man. Chris Rock. What was that Chris Rock movie? You great. Made? Chris Rock. Uh, uh, where he, he like go, he dies and he comes back. Yeah. Like the guy. I love that
2: movie. Tom that Hardy kid. and Tom Heaven Hardy. Can wait. Tom Hardy, Hardy yeah. Yeah. Heaven,
3: can Heaven Can Tom Hardy. Yeah. Heaven Can Wait. Yeah. I remember wait. that one. Heaven yeah, Can Wait was it. great. Yeah. yeah. Chris is terrific. I loved him. He was great. Can you tell right away
2: whether somebody is like they've got it or they don't? They get, they get on set. What are you looking for
3: from you know your fellow actors
2: if if they're ready
3: to rock? You know, if, if I if somebody, you know, I I, it's, I know it's cocky to say, but I'm I'm never worried about me. Uh, but when you work with people like that, you don't have to worry about them. I mean, you know, working with De Niro and Chris, uh, you know, uh, you know, Christopher Walken, and I was on stage with Al Pacino uh, in New York, and wow, you know, I mean, these are these are great actors, man. Mm. really great actors, and. So you want to be, you've got to keep your, it's like playing basketball one-on-one with Michael Jordan. You know, you want to, you want to do your shit too, you know? yeah, yeah. So you just- A little just, bit of iron sharpens you, iron. Yeah, like you focus. Gotta... I, you know, I always say, look, I always want to work out with, work with people. If they're not just as good as me, they're better than me. Because yeah. I learned, then I learn things. I see things. I learn things. You know, you learn little things as you go on. And, um i i love the craft i love doing it i love to work with great people
2: as great as they are on screen sometimes it seems like the longer someone is in this industry or you know they they make a left turn as a as a person as a human like it's they go a little little crazy do you think that that's an la thing do you think that's an acting thing do you think that type of personality
3: yeah no I, i look some like especially comics there are certain comics that are they're on all the time mm-hmm. they just can't help it they're on like robin williams god rest his soul who i knew very well uh, and i hung out with robin uh, oh, at, at times it wasn't my best friend yeah i shouldn't say i know him very well but i've been around him a, a bunch of times and he was in a movie that i directed called noel i directed him in that he was extremely funny all the time. I mean, all the to time. The,
2: to, the, to the point, it got tiresome. Or, no, or oh, he's just—he was, just, he was just that he would, good.
3: like there are people who get you go, all right? Could this guy just <laughs> right. turn it off? He was so fucking brilliant that it, it was so funny. You loved hearing it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know that sounds crazy, Geron. Yeah,
0: but I know what you mean. I, I have a friend like that too, where it's he's like just it, it's so just, funny. Whatever he does, it's... thanks, Max. <laughs> but you, the, man. the
3: the incredible thing about him was. He, he'd be like telling a joke. And there's a very serious scene coming up with him and Susan Sarandon that I was directing. And he's telling everybody in the corner like, this thing, this story. And it was so hilarious. And I figured, you know, gee, does he, you know, does he got to like get a moment before he does this scene? And, and he's just doing it by himself. i leave him alone, you know. So, he's so I just go, Robin. I said, Robin, we're ready. He goes, oh, we're ready. <laughs> anyway, this thing got, re- okay, let's do it. <laughs> You know, right into it, man. Wow, you know, right into it. Like,
2: uh, you know, it's like he shuts off one talent. voice in his shuts brain, off, turns and, on yeah, the yeah, other
3: yeah. one. Yeah. So, but other people, they different. They have to be alone for a while, and that's fine too. I, I love those stories, yeah. man. Of like, kind you know, of, and I, and I. That's okay, you know.
2: You know, that, that older school filmmaking is so beautiful to me. It's so less corporate. You hear about like the old national lampoon and you know, like Caddyshack. Yeah. Where they took the script and they were just like, you know what? These guys are funnier than me. Here's where the scene starts, yeah. here's where the scene ends. You guys you oh, guys gotta go. Yeah. You know, the the what's it called? The um the the, the old wives tale, that the myth of the famous monologue from Bill Murray. You know, so I jump ship in Hong Kong and I make my way over to the bet. Apparently Murray was just passing time between set like he was coming off the top of his head and the director's like you believe this shit just just start rolling they're just rolling and he's getting into character yeah and you can see the kid laughing the actor who has like the pitchfork is laughing the whole time because he's not in character they don't know they're rolling but apparently that's just what it was like on set there the whole time they were just
3: going man but that's the beauty see that's the smart thing about a director like the many times when you see some directors they hate to take especially writer-directors are the worst, and I'm a writer-director. Say my line. But I'm always like, if you had a line that's better than mine and you feel comfortable, you say that line, fuck my line, get it out. That's the real right way Mm -hmm. to do it. Because what are you protecting your your movie from? A great idea? Right. But that's the way it is in life. It's an ego thing. It's an ego thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Like if
3: some people go, if I didn't come up with this idea, that I can't be this talented, mm-hmm. so I got to stick with my idea. Interesting. When I'm directing a movie, man, there a bunch of times where I went, "Okay, we're going to set up here and everything," and we're just about to say, "All right, let's move the camera here. I want this. I want that." And all of a sudden, the first AD will say to me, though, "He'll go, hey Chaz, you know, if you sh- if you shoot a- if you shoot a- the scene on that window, you're going to get th- the sun's coming. It's better there. You're going to get the sunrise, that uh, you know, sun mm-hmm. sunset." And I went. No, this is right in front of the whole crew. I went, fuck that. He's right. Move everything.
0: Uh, mm. You know. Yeah, good for yeah. you. Be, to yeah. Yeah, not have that ego that's going to hold you. It's back, about like, it's back about a final be.
3: product. It's about, it's, the, about right. it's about the product. What, what am I
0: doing? I, he was right. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I picked the wrong window. You'd what? be surprised how rare that is. Though it doesn't even have to be it wrong. You know? It, it, it is. just is better. No, it you know? just it's like,
3: I didn't see it. I'm looking at yeah. a hundred different things. You lot of, saw
0: it. Yeah, a lot of people are like trying to do like almost like pow, play, totally. power plays. Yeah. and they don't want to like oh, you know what I mean. Like it's such and to the detriment of their own product. Exactly. You know what I
3: mean? It's such a shame. And it
2: shuts down the creativity on the set because one. Once somebody once has a you good idea. That, that's
3: it. Everybody knows oh, I got to shut up until mm-hmm. this thing's yeah. done. And, but once you take a good person's idea, they all go, oh shit. Hey, hey, Chaz, uh, you know, I mean, you got to know when to draw the line out. Sure, sure. But if, if somebody, I always say, if you have a great idea, you tell me. Mm-hmm. If I like it, I'll use it. If I don't like it, I won't use it. There's a scene in Bronx Tale where uh, one of the actors, I forgot his name, he comes out of the bar. And we needed like a piece of business to fill in this like four seconds. And I came up with something, and I, it wasn't that good. And Bob came up with something, and it wasn't that good. And then we both came up with something, and that wasn't that good. And I said, what the hell? And we were trying to figure it out. And the guy flipping hamburgers, the crib service guy, was right next to us. And he's flipping the burger. He was a real neighborhood guy from Brooklyn. He goes, uh, hey, Bobby. You know, I know he guys. Hey, Bob jazz we go yeah he goes i know what you're looking for i got a great idea for that part so you know we say what remember years ago when the number used to play the numbers and like what number's leading and they would say what number's leading and the guy would go out ah, the trees leading give me the three you know they would put the thing on the top of the head three
1: mm-hmm.
3: or two or one i said Yeah, he goes, why don't you do that? Ask him what number's leading, you know, the whole number thing. Wow. And I went like this what did tell us that <laughs> <laughs> and and you, you see the movie and bob wow. bob loved it and i loved yeah. it obviously and it's in the movie i love
2: about that the authenticity of the fact that your movie was a time period piece also was yeah it, you know
3: 60 like, 60 to
2: 60 adds how much money to the budget you needed for that thing can, too, yeah, you know yeah. did it well did they ever try to, to to
3: force you to try to make it contemporary for uh for budgetary no. reasons? no they they I, I, a few places mentioned it, but we just, I just yeah, said, no. don't even stop. Oh, the thing, the thing should I heard first, I had one studio that loved it and I I wasn't going to make it with them, but they, uh, they said, you got to take out the the girl, the black and white thing. Really? And I said, huh. and, I, and I was just, I said, why is that? They said, it slows up the movie. It's really between the three people. I said, No. That's the idea. The kids growing up. Yeah, in front, you know, that's you one of the most beautiful parts. Is of it's the a commentary movie. on that well, point in time. And, and, man, yeah, that's, a, and, it's a and how movie. and how he grew, how his father looks at one thing and how the sonny looks wow. at one thing. So it was that was dumb. And the next thing was that'd a, be the whole thing
2: that sold the movie yeah, today. And, and a big yeah, thing, for
3: real. right? A big thing. They didn't want Sonny to die
2: because
0: they wanted uh, a
3: sequel. I remember
2: reading about that.
3: They didn't want reading Sonny They
2: want a sequel. It made so much money.
3: they just thought Sonny was such a beloved character and everybody loved them that they didn't want him to die, that it would be a downer. I remember the head studio guy said, well, that's a depressing if Sonny dies. <sighs> that's what made it so perfect. I said, let me explain something to you. I said, Sonny dies, it's a catharsis. Sure. It's actually a happy ending. Yeah. Once he dies, the boy realizes his father was right.
2: Sonny's not the hero. Collodio's the hero. Collodio and journey. the father are the right. heroes. Right. Yeah. So
3: the boy sees it's a catharsis. He learns. Sure. Romeo and Juliet is a happy ending they both kill themselves but the families come together
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: you know in every tragedy there's it's a catharsis sure. some you learn yeah. something from it mm. so you know romeo and juliet at the uh, uh, west side story thank god you told you them know. all the fuck off no well because <laughs> that, I mean,
0: that would it would have changed the movie so well much, i was know? blessed
3: because i had de niro right who, I, he had all the power, Bob, Bob had all the power, and Bob just said the fuck out of here, you know wow. And he took your back like with everything everything like, beautiful he, awesome. he, he was he was just incredible. and I, I say this all the time. I, I've always said this. a bad director could fuck up a great script mm. in a heartbeat. It's the director's vision, and he took my script and he I, he he let me be the only one to touch it mm. and he just let it fly. Awesome. Oh, and that i'm he's responsible for how great that movie so it's, it's
2: an almost perfect yeah. movie man i mean yeah, it's an it, almost yeah, perfect that, yeah. movie i mean it really it, it's the, the acting the directing the dialogue everything about it i mean the score is iconic yeah. nobody can listen to the beatles without going now you can't leave like you know i mean yeah, it's yeah. i mean it's just i mean when you were making it at what point when you were making it were you like it's a so special. We got well, something good here. It,
3: nobody ever knows, Gerard. That's a good question. I knew it was good. I knew in my heart it was good. And the only and the reason why I knew that And then you get that kind of trepidation, like, man, don't screw it up No, post. no, Don't no, screw I, it up and no, post. The reason why I knew that was because Bob took my script and put it on he put it on there and the scenes worked. Because mm. I did them already.
2: Yeah, you knew.
3: I knew. But that doesn't always translate. It doesn't always translate. But I knew that. West they Side went. Story,
2: you were talking about. West Side Story is one of the best plays you'll ever see. It doesn't translate the film.
3: Uh, well, I know. I, th- I the original one was. I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. what I'm not well, this far no, no. to disagree. <laughs> but it 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 just worked. And I remember saying to Bob a few times, Bob, I'm telling you the dialogue here. It's going to work. You'll see. And certain things, and it worked, you know, mm. because I, I I performed it. When you like see, when you see the show, when you see my one man show, you got to mm. look at that and go, "Holy shit!" He did this before the movie. Yeah. You're going to say, "That's the fucking movie." That's the movie. That's the movie. Mm. I, I do a Bronx Tale on stage alone. I play all the characters. 18 yeah, characters. Yeah, I've heard. Now you say, "How the fuck could that be?" I don't know. I figured out a way to do it. Mm. I don't
0: know. Now that what what you guys were saying before, how you were saying like like trust the trust the words, like trust the, the script, like you know it's going to work. For you two, you performing on stage and you performing on stage. Mm-hmm. Just then when you get into like a the acting climate where you don't see the reaction of a crowd or an audience. Right. Does that could that almost like kind of shake you guys or almost like cha- like change your like you're like I don't know if it's killing. Like if you you wouldn't know if the jokes are good or you wouldn't know if you're going to elicit the proper emotions. Right. Like is that like a is that something like that actors or comedians? Well, for me, it, comedian it depends on how
2: on how far along into the bit I am. Like if I've done this bit for six months and it kills every time, I need to like real quickly ascertain like is, is my delivery off or are these people just out of it? No, no, no. I'm saying if now you're doing it
0: on like film where you're not in front of an audience, like it's, it's if it's like quiet on set, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like you aren't hearing the laughter of the crowd.
1: Right. Oh, well, or if, or yeah. if you, well,
0: in, in comedy he has to have a crowd. Have to. He but i but I maybe I wasn't clear if like if a difference between stage acting and acting like on film. Yeah. Right? Like on on the stage you're getting like you're you know you can kind of feel the crowd yes. and certain things like that and you in acting that you've done. Right. If you're not getting like the laughter and stuff could it throw you a little well, bit? Well, it's
2: really the difference and Chaz obviously speaks on this, but I mean theater acting from television acting like Right. You know something that we would call the perfect ten, where somebody's like really big in their movements and they're they're very slow in their cadence. That's perfect for theater. You're allowing people to be a part of it. There's almost like a wink and a nod breaking that fourth wall. Right. But if somebody goes that big in their,
3: you know, really television, more, yeah, more about yeah, it's more about subtlety. Thrown. I mean, some yeah. of the
2: best actors in the world. Subtle it's their eyes uh-huh. their eyes right. are, are, are right. communicating on
3: screen on I mean yeah. I've been in I've been you know on Broadway and I've been in, and I've been in some great great plays and I've been in some bad plays and boy when you're in a bad play it's rough that has got to be mm. tough you're standing on stage with your pants down yeah. you feel it the jokes mm-hmm. ain't working mm. you're dying up there yeah. <laughs> and it's horrible. But you know the good thing about a play is that it's over soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. You know you hope it's over soon. Do you ever you know.
2: feel like calling time out and going to one of your actors and be like, "No, you want to say the line this way"? No. This is why it's I not remember, a landing.
3: I remember first starting out. I did a play at the American Theatre of Actors, and it was just a bad play. But you know, as a young actor, you take the job. You know, I was in my twenties, and I just I was so happy I got a part and I did this, and it was it sucked. And the, the reason why it sucked was because... That's been a long time so I could say it. The director put his girlfriend as oh, the lead. Oh, there it is. Okay. And she was not up to the task. So I'm in this play with her and she's terrible. And I'm acting with her. I just want to go, all right, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> I know this sucks. And I'm about to leave the stage right now. You'll never, ever see me again on stage. God bless you all. Good night. <laughs> you know how many times I used to say that at night? Yeah. I used to just, me and my friend Dayton Cowley, who's a wonderful uh, actor. He's been on many shows. You probably, if you saw him, you know who he is. He did uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy and. Uh, oh, okay. And, uh, I, I, yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's a great actor. Him and I were in that show. We always bring that up. We go, "How bad was that play?" And we just laugh about it. Yeah. You know, but it was a bad play, you know. And so it's, it's horrible. But hey, you gotta happens. go through some
0: stinkers to. Oh, you, you have know to. Know what I mean, you gotta. Yeah. But nobody's immune to it. You gotta do, it. do some crappy gigs. Ah, that's yeah. all I have are crappy I gigs. I've had to fight in some gymnasiums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's part, yeah. Of, yeah.
2: Paying it's, it's part <laughs> of paying
3: your dues. It's part of paying your dues. Listen, you know? I think
2: Francis Ford Coppola is the greatest director to ever live. I love him, and even you know, The Godfather Three put his daughter in a role she could have handled it and tanked all of them. Yeah. So I mean, they're not you know you don't have mm. to say that I'll say like the it's it no one's immune to
3: it no yeah one's well I to it. it's like, I yeah, Yoko like, Ono yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah let's uh, let's do a duet uh, yeah. Yoko yeah. she's screaming sure in the you background sure? yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I mean like yeah I mean. Uh, the Godfather Three. It's not her fault. I mean, it, the movie just and she's a phenomenal director I don't, I don't as it turns her. out. But the script wasn't that great. It wasn't the story wasn't put. I didn't. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, uh, and and, those and first, first two are such masterpieces. Well, the first it's two are ma- masterpieces.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then she. But again, to give Sofia Coppola her flowers, I I loved Lost in Translation. Yeah, she I was, great, that at was it. great. I thought that was incredible. Great, great. You know, it, it's have, is there any role? that you were offered after you were, I mean, you were Hollywood's It guy, man. You had Usual Suspects, Pool Hall Junkie. I mean, you were It. Was there a role you were offered that you turned down that you wish that you you actually, in retrospect, you would have done?
3: Well, there's two roles, very big roles that I turned down. One, I do not regret at all because the right person played it and I wasn't able to play it at the time. I couldn't do it. Physically, I couldn't do it back then. I I got ill and I was not, you know, I just couldn't do it. You know, I had throat cancer and that's what happened Mm -hmm. 30 years ago. Uh, and that was uh, Tony Soprano. You were offered uh, the role yes, of Tony I Soprano. Yes, I did.
0: I read that. Yeah. Yes, that is Him true. Him and Leota. Yeah. Oh, well, no, Lioda
3: Actually, Ray Leota got offered first okay. be- before me. And then I think it was me. I think I was second. I'm not sure. It was me or Joe Mantegna or one of us. And I turned it down. And uh, Gandolfini was great in that role. I, yeah. I don't regret that at all because, first of all, I couldn't do it. I did mm-hmm. love the script. I thought the script was great. But I couldn't do it at the time. I don't know if saying that I would have did it. I don't know. HBO was very new at the time. It was 1996. I, I was making movies. I don't know. But I remember loving the script so much and feeling bad that, gee, I really can't do this if I wanted to.
2: But and, the, that, and that was the thing at that time where movie stars, television was still thought as being like absolutely. a step down, right? I see. Right.
3: But the role that I turned down, that eats – that eats me every day, cause and only not, of course, my career. My career is great. It's because I love the movie so much, and that's Donnie Brasco. Wow! Oh, wow! And that was the role of Sonny Black. But oh, Sonny Black! Yeah, but uh, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. Madsen yeah. and Michael and I had the same agent, and when I turned it down, then he took it. And my, don't get me wrong, Michael was. No, a, you would have been better in that role. No, Michael's great. <laughs> Michael,
2: I like Michael Madsen, but you would have been better Mike, in that Ma- role.
3: Michael was just phenomenal in it and it's got nothing to do with him it's just that right. i love the movie so much you would have knocked it out of the park i right? yeah i just love the movie i just think i it's, like madsen too I'm a madsen it's, it's one well. of al's best movies yeah mm-hmm. uh and his performance uh, as this kind of ne'er-do-well actor uh, excuse me actor the gangster was brilliant and i just love his performance in it and i wish i was part of it but you know hey what are you gonna do
0: a little, uh, great ensemble uh, I have a back to the Bronx tale question. So there was the juxtaposition between your father and Sonny, right? right? Um, what was some of the best... I like to get advice from OD- OGs such as yourself. And yeah. I want to hear the OGs, OGs advice. The best yeah. advice you got from your father and from Sonny and maybe some of the things that you learned from lessons you learned that maybe not the best advice or not the best like examples yeah. th- that you got from both of them. I think the best
3: advice... It's, it's almost more than advice, Mickey. Is because my father always said, you know, always do the right thing. I never forgot that. He said, always do the right thing. If you don't do the right thing, it's going to come back and haunt you. It will come back and bite you when he ass. So try to do the right thing. Be honest with people. Do the right thing. A simple thing like that, do the right thing. And he lived his life like that. My father was a very honest, honest, to the point he would hurt himself. He was so fucking honest. Mm, I mean, I was trying to sell my car, and I was on the road with the band. I remember I had this cream puff of a Cadillac. And I said, Dad, you know, while I'm away, you know, people are going to come and look at it. And he said, "Ah, people come. They don't want it. I said, how could this be? The car's a cream puff, Uh, Dad, you know? It wasn't a new car. It was like four years old, but beautiful. Mm -hmm. So then I came home off the road, and I was with him, and people would come. And he would go, yeah, no, and, I, and he would take over and talk while I'd be watching. And he go, "Okay, now there's a few squeaks over here. <laughs> uh, now when you start it on a cold night, it doesn't start right away, but it starts." Uh, yeah, yeah, you're I go, "Sell die. this thing, pop! <laughs> I'm trying to sell the this engine fucking only thing. floods once to, every four times. <laughs> I'm trying to sell this fucking, fucking car." <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> he said, "Well, you don't want him coming back saying you didn't do the right thing." Yeah, I, said, wow. I was yeah. going to sell the car. Yeah, I was on, home man. for a week, Sold the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but that was my fault. I think that was the best advice I got from him. I think the best advice that I ever got from the wise guy, Sonny, which that wasn't his real name, but I, I always said it.
2: But your real name is Colojo. My is real name is Colojo.
3: Colojo Lorenzo Palmentar. Now, did that? they call you C or were you Chaz C. always? They called you C. C as a kid? and then Chaz came when I was like the, in, my, in my 12, 11, 12. But okay. mostly C. I still have friends call me C to this okay. day. I think the best advice I got from him it was a few things he always said. He said, one of the things he always said, he said, never answer the door after 1, after one o'clock in the morning. It can only be bad news. Well, that's fair. And he said, no one's ever going to knock on your door and tell you good news at after 1 o'clock. Don't answer the fucking door. And that saved my ass a bunch of times. Yeah? Yeah, I was at my own apartment. Uh, I was living in L.A. And 1 o'clock, I heard, bam, 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 banging on the door. And I started walking towards the door. I was living in Exciting. L.A. And I went... I just got quiet Like that and I hear Bam 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 but It was the woman next door She was fighting With the, her, her boyfriend They were screaming At each other And I just said And then she banged On the other people's doors And they got out they, they, He he got into a fist fight With a guy oh. And I just went Fuck it! I went right back to bed yeah. uh, Yo know, I went right back to bed And I never forgot that Not yeah, much sir. I Not figured. my problem That's great It's Not my problem I'm not in the middle Between a guy and his girl it's the worst thing to do. And now the the Can't wise win. guy.
0: So I get. We'll, I guess we'll refer to him as Sonny for this. Yes. But he um he also throughout the movie would often say nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. Is. Yes. And then at the end you you were telling me you're like people do care. Yes. And so would that would that maybe be one of the advices that you wouldn't totally agree with him on or that? Maybe well, when a, he
3: meant nobody cares, he's
0: but he's talking about Mickey Mantle paying your rent and the he he's, he's paying just, your rent. Why or,
3: he says worry about your family. Mm-hmm. And the people that are close to you, because nobody cares. Well, the, and, and I, he's right.
0: Yeah, he's right. About yeah, no, that. there's a lot of truth in that. There's well, a lot, l- l- a lot of truth. Well, I, yeah. listen.
2: I, 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 I dabble in armchair philosophy. I love Jordan yeah. Peterson and those guys. And that nihilism is a very powerful thing. But at the end, if, if you watch closely, even though he says nobody cares, he is the guy that tells C to get out the car. He cares deeply. Yes. You know. So as much as he says, you know, nobody cares. Really, what he's saying is, is you know. Keep your circle tight. What do you care? You're crying about Bill Zarowski. You never even met the guy.
3: Yeah. You know, like. I mean, if you think about it, people get so upset over sports. And and believe me, I'm a diehard Yankee fan.
2: How about the Giants going to playoffs, boys? How about the Giants going? Shout out, no shout out to the New York football Giants head coach, Brian Dable, future coach of the the year. The
3: problem is, the problem is, you could care. And when the the Yankees lose, I'm devastated. But I'm okay. You know, I I go, all right, relax now. Let's get. Let's not going let to let that low bring you too let's, low. Let's uh, get back to real life here, right there. So, uh, there's a lot of things I learned from the wise guys. One is always one of the big ones is it's better to, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. No doubt mm. about it. You know, uh, you know Love that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
0: learned I learned that one uh, the the hard way a little bit too. Really? I, uh, <clears throat> so I was fighting CM Punk in Cleveland, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, you know LeBron James was a big guy in Cleveland. Always do that powder clap. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I wanted to go on the scale when I weighed in and do the powder clap like LeBron, but I asked first if it, if it was okay. Yeah. And, they right? said, and they were like, nah, said, no, someone could slip. Stupid reasons. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was BS. But it would have it went big. It would have been Huge. fun if I did it. Huge. I should have just done it. I should have put a little powder in my hands and done the little LeBron yeah. clap Huge. in Cleveland. You, you could have said,
3: I didn't realize it. Yeah, ex- no, of course. Sorry. Of course. Yep. Yeah. But you would have did it already. Uh,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah, it would have been no problem. No it problem. It would have been no problem whatsoever. But yeah, no I
3: problem. learned
1: right there. Absolutely. I was like,
3: yep. You it's know, a, it's always a, a problem when you ask. Of course. People always have a problem when you sure. ask. It's funny. You know, people are strange. You know what? Uh, if we all could just... Who said that? Randy King, I think. We, if we could all just get along. Can we all better. just get along? <laughs> Can yeah. we all get along yeah. a little yeah. bit? You know what I mean? Because life is... Um, you know, you think about your life, uh, your life making my life, if my grandfather, colojo mm-hmm. doesn't come here and decide to come to America, I, I you know, I, I'm i not here. Yeah,
2: Stephen Michael Heron, my great-grandfather from County uh, Galway. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not
3: here. here. I'm not, not here. here. You know, Bronx Tale never happens. Yo, everything is so delicate in life. Everything is so delicate. I have a friend of mine, my friend Mikey. Okay, my friend Mikey... I I was 18 years old, okay? I'm 18 years old. I just got my license. My father just drove me back for passing my test. I got my license. He says, take the car. Go ahead. You can go. I was like, holy shit. I get in my car. I'm 18. I'm 17. I'm 18. I'm in the Bronx, right? My neighborhood. I'm driving. I see my friend Mikey on the corner. I go, yo, Mikey. He goes, hey, see, what's up? I go, he goes, what are you doing? You're driving. I go, yeah, I just got my license. He goes, come on, let's go for a ride. I go, all right, come on. He gets in the car. We're driving. He goes, I go, he goes, make a right. Let's go on Pelham Parkway. That's where all the Jewish girls were. We would drive up there, you know. And I make a right. I make a right. I'm going down. And there's this big light right on Southern Boulevard, right where the Bronx Zoo is. And I'm driving over there. And all of a sudden, I was so excited. I didn't see it turn red. And he screams in my ear, Red light, red light. I went, Oh, bird. I hit it. I went past the light, put it in reverse, and backed out. <laughs> right? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm by the light now. I backed yeah. out. Three girls are walking by. They got balloons. They're going to the zoo. He, she, she looks in the car and sees Mikey. He looks at her. They look at each other and he goes, Mikey. She goes, Mikey, Mike Herrero. And he goes, I, I don't want to say her name uh, because anyway. So he says her name and she writes on a, he goes, oh my God. they. I, I I, said, who the fuck is that? She writes her name on her eye. She has an eyebrow pencil and she writes it on a matchbook cover and throws it in the window as I'm pulling out. Okay. I have to tell you the story. I drive away. I go, who the fuck was that? He goes, oh, I was in school with her I was in the eighth grade I was in the first grade kindergarten I go how the fuck do you (laughs) how did you remember each other he goes I don't know she saw me and she recognized me I recognize her he calls her up they get married nah years yeah a few years go by they get married they have three kids okay three kids finally years went on They, they got divorced and he always tells me that fucking red light. You gotta stop. <laughs> and, I, and I think about it. It was that fucking red light when he was going through the divorce. He's going, you were that fucking red light. I go, Mikey. It's thirty years later. What do you want from me? But think hey, about he it. yelled. He yelled red. Hey, he it's yelled on red him. light. Hey, it's on him. It's on Mikey. It's on Mikey. Know, but think about it. If I don't get a license at that moment, if my father don't drop me off on that moment, if I don't see Mikey on that corner. If we don't don't make a right on... Three
2: human beings don't exist. If we don't make a right
3: on that street, if she's not walking there, if the light's red, if the light's green, we go right by. His life's different. Her life's different. Those three human beings are not here. How the
1: fuck is that possible?
3: That's crazy. How is that possible? Pismet. I I am stunned by that. Stunned by it. Think about it. Unless yeah. Mikey's
2: lying to you and he was stalking that girl the whole time telling to yeah. make this right, yeah. make that laugh. Yeah. Mikey wanted, yeah. Mikey's like, you know what I want to do this Friday? Yeah. What's that? I want
3: to see Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs>
3: I, it, to me, it's just fascinating how, that's why I always tell people, uh, you know, the best advice I could ever give somebody, they always ask me, they say, what's great advice, Chaz, about success? And I would go, show up.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Show up. Showing up is 85% part of being successful. Okay, let me give you an example. I called you up. I called you guys up. I said, hey, you know, uh, you, say, you said, Chaz, I got a friend, my friend Mickey Gale, we bu- 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 you know, he goes, he's a UFC fighter. I, and I said, oh, oh, I love, I said, you know what, I love UFC. Me and my son, we love it. And I saw you perform. And I said, wow, okay. I said, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know what, Gerard, let's do it. You know, both of you. Now, he can go, ah, you know what, it's far, I got to go there. I don't feel like going. But he goes, you go, and we become even more friends. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what life is. Girl. Show
0: up. A- Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And we got to go. You you came down to my gym with yeah. Dante your son.
3: Oh, my son, forget it. My son son's is son's a talented kid, good looking yeah, kid too. My, he's awesome. My I, son loves you guys so much. He goes, oh man, those guys were so great. Uh, my you know because he does the jitsu, you know, uh, Gracie Jitsu and he loves it, and he's learning so much from you, you guys, and. He he worked out at the uh, place in Jersey which at
0: Gracie, New Jersey.
3: Gracie, New Jersey, and he loved it there and the professor he met David the prof- Adiv, uh, David yeah. David Adiv and he yeah. uh, he just raved about it and uh
0: Dude, he did so well and I not blowing smoke at all. Like the things that are important to me, like being like being kind. Yes and another thing being tough being a little competitive yeah dante yep. was tough dante is a gamer dante oh he came in there he wanted to roll he He, he, is he, a, gamer. Had, he Bigger never, than he never rolled be. much yeah. before but he was he was all into it excited i he he's a great kid yeah great well, kid I, yeah tremendous and uh you know we're gonna take care of him he could do anything he wants in the jiu-jitsu world he, my
3: son is a gamer and he's a like you said he's a good man
0: he, that's the thing like he's he's obviously very kind i, I know a lot of tough guys that aren't that yeah. kind i don't want anything to do with them but I uh, like a kind person who's also tough. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's and that was Dante. That's, that's and he, was, he had son. the willingness to learn. He was, he was amazing. And that's yeah. my daughter.
3: My daughter Gabriella. If you got to meet her, oh, when you Michigan meet her, tough she, loss. Michigan man. tough loss on tough Michigan. Loss, yeah, we both were watching the game. But she's a uh, musical theater. You know, theater major at musical at Michigan. She's brilliant and great. And so my kids are great kids. They're good kids because why? Because my wife and I try to do the right thing and make them see that. You know, people don't realize, you guys don't have children, but when you do, people go, what what advice could you give me to have, to raise a good kid? And I always go, be a good example. Your kid watches everything you do, everything. If you're mean to your wife, they'll be mean to their wife. If your wife's mean to you, that girl will be mean. That girl will grow up just like that. Do you, do like you think that.
2: having kids made you a better person then? Do
0: you oh, think, yeah.
2: Because you had to be more cognizant of that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of forces
0: you to grow up too. I've heard people say you're not like a real man until you've had kids.
3: Well, you no, know, you're not. I mean, well, I mean, could you be a real man without children? Of course you can. You could do other things with other people's kids. You could be a good person. But right. when you have your own kids, it's like that child is there. you got to... When I mean, that little baby's got a mouth open, he got to feed him. I mean, what what kind of man, you know, what would they say in a godfather? Man who doesn't take care of his family. He's not a man. No yeah. man at all. You got a family. You got a wife. You got children. Oh, okay. You got to take care of his fucking family. That's a that's a responsibility that you have to do. And that's it. Period. End of story. Absolutely. That's how I feel about it. And, and Dante, that. is 22? 27. 27. 27. Okay,
2: yeah. well, so let's do a little math here. You know, you wait till you're 39 to have your big break.
3: Now was that 92? Bronx Tale comes out. Bronx No, I I hit my big break in 89. 89. 89. 90. So, 90s when so I sold the play. Yeah.
2: Dante's born in what? 96.
3: Yeah, 95. 95? Yes.
2: <sighs> so now you you waited all that time to be a Hollywood actor. You give you six. You give yourself five years of L.A. nightlife before
3: you had a kid, man. Yeah. Was that enough, or or you should have no, waited longer? But, but, look. I was in a rock band in the late 60s and 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to say any more? Say no more, sir. Do I have to say? I was in the height of flower love and orgies. I mean, you know, this was like fucking crazy. Oh, It just was like, yeah. we Shackies, need we need jokes. pictures of
2: long haired Chaz Pontiac oh, right I, I, now. We I, I, need I flower can, child Chaz looking. Oh, you got to send it to I our have producers. It, I have oh, it. We got to get yeah. the pictures. Oh, I have it. I have oh, it. Man. I sent it to you, man. Yeah, please. I sent it to you. Aquaria. No, no. I mean, uh, you know, I
3: did enough when I by the time, and then when I made it, I ran around. Then even when I hit it, I didn't meet my wife. I wasn't famous when I met my wife. I was. Wonderful lady, by the oh, Yeah, thank yeah, you. Gianna was great. My wife is great. I was wealthy because I made big deals with Bronx Tale and everything, but I wasn't famous yet because I didn't do Bronx Tale because I had to wait a couple of years for Bob to be mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. And I met her during that time. Gotcha. Uh, so, but I, I, you know, I ran around enough of my life. Look, well, it, you guys are handsome, you're both young, and, and it's great. You have a great time, mm-hmm. and it's great. But here's the deal. There's a difference, and I'm writing a play about this, so maybe I'll quote my play a little bit. There's a difference between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is what you guys are having right now, and that's great. And I had a lot of pleasure, but then there's happiness. Happiness comes with time. You build up. Pleasure is immediate gratification. Happiness comes as you get older and Mm. you realize, I have my children, I have my family. It's a different thing. There's a time when a man has to grow the fuck up, but but we're men. We don't grow no, up. Jazz, I, we I, don't I, grow up. We don't. <laughs> we have to fight it. Look, do I get tempted? Of course I do. I'd be a fucking lie if yeah. I told you no. Anybody with Bill Burrow, always uh, Bill Burrow, who to me is like a genius. You know, he's like uh, the the Richard Pry of this generation. You know, uh, he always says. You know, he says. What do I know? He goes, I, I can't even handle Facebook, he says.
2: <laughs> the temptations of Facebook. You know, yeah. he-, he
3: goes, you know, I mean, you know how hard it must be for for when people are famous and you've got gorgeous supermodels coming oh, on to you. That's a great
2: bit. That's a bit about Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger and you know, uh, but, but he's Tiger right, Woods. But he's it's right. a great bit.
3: It's fucking hard. And it's because men look at aesthetics. When sure. they see beautiful women, it's just like, ah, ah. You have to hold it in because what you want is quick pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay, women are attracted to power. Different, different. You'll always see. I shouldn't say this. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to get in trouble. Here. But uh, you, you'll always see a, a handsome, a beautiful woman with a guy who's not that great. You go, how the fuck is she with this yeah, guy? Yeah, he ha- he's he's a powerful guy, and women are attracted to that. Yeah, he
2: may be five three, but his wallet's yeah six <laughs> five.
3: See, here's the difference between a man and a woman. Here's a, here's a classic difference, okay? You go to a bar. A woman's at a bar. Gorgeous woman. She meets this handsome guy. She is blown away by him so attracted to him. But after about 20 minutes, she realizes that he's an asshole. She goes, you know what? Fuck this guy. She will not go out with him. She won't sleep with him. Nothing. Now, cut to a guy goes to a bar. She's a gorgeous woman sitting at the bar. She is the worst. She's a bitch. She's nasty to everybody. He's still got to fuck. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He'll put up, he'll put up with it. He'll for, put up with the abuse. For the end of the night. For the end of the night. <laughs> gotta see I it through, my guy. Yeah. He's gotta see it through. Because <laughs> he cannot control himself. Uh, you're not wrong. He can't, you're not wrong. He can't, nah, con- he can't control himself. Now, what I
2: want to know is if the, the lesbian girls, do they just sit there waiting for each other? To be terrible or do they walk away quickly? no it's Are the they...
3: same thing it's a it's an attraction it's an attraction yeah,
2: yeah. it's the truth though yeah. it, you know what it's hey i got a, uh, an old friend used to say man everybody hangs out at the finish line yeah everybody women hang out at the finish line friends quote-unquote hang out at the finish yeah. line they all mm. very few want to take the drive they would they all hang out there at the yeah. end you know and it's yeah it's the unfortunate truth man it's the unfortunate truth and i mean no you're right that's the, you know, but at the same time, I mean, I talked to Mick about this. I'm a little older than Mick. You know, I I had a tough time with when me and my ex broke up because I didn't want to go back to the, to the, I, I missed the intimacy. Right. You um, know, it, it, it's, you get to a point where, like, you know how to play the game. Right. You know, you know, well, I'm going to go to a bar, I'm going to say this, I'm going to make them laugh, blah, 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 and then whatever, shoot your shot, and it is what it is. Yeah. But there's something about coming home from the road. And someone having someone genuinely miss you. Or right. like, hey, someone in this world actually cares if I died out yeah, there. Yeah, right, There's exactly. something about that that, you know, you just, you do. You
3: grow, you grow accustomed to it and you do miss it when it's gone. It's that, it's the Peter Pan syndrome. Men have the Peter Pan syndrome. They don't want to grow up. They don't want the responsibility. That's why having a kid, it makes you, you got to, you got to like straighten out. Of-
0: how, how old were you when
3: uh, you had Dante. I had Dante at uh, let's see, forty-three. It's a beautiful thing about men. We can wait a little bit. We can wait a little bit. we can we yeah. can take our time. I was yeah. forty-three when I had Dante.
2: Oh well as the honorable minister Farrakhan told me about the Quran, you know, you can uh, half your age plus seven for men is uh, is that's the Islamic way. The ideal, the the ideal, ideal age. age for your partner is half your age plus seven in the in the Quran. Really? Yeah, Man, I didn't know that. Half and, and try try to work it out. It's almost always perfect. Half your age plus seven. Work 22. It out. Huh? Mine would be 22. It probably works for you. It works for you. <laughs> wow. What yeah. about you, G? Half my age plus seven, so that would be... uh well, like dividing 37, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Good
0: thing we learned PEMDAS yeah, right? in school, right? PEMDAS, yeah. So it would yeah. be,
2: what would be 18, 18 plus 20, 25? I'd be all right with that. be all right with that? I think so. I'd sign off yeah. on that. I don't think I'd be so bad. 25, 26? Well, I, how old do you know? 37 30 you oh you yeah, 37 yeah wow. okay. yeah just turned 37 Wow. yeah
0: one one thing actually that uh I really like about your guys' uh like r- relationship you know is I see a lot of like Gerard's aspirations are are, are similar to yours where right. he has a lot of, like a lot of great ideas very talented guy obviously mm. and he he has a lot of like stuff where he that he wants to like create and you know put himself in direct like you
2: know right. put
0: his talent to work and I, I think uh Like a lot of the stuff Chaz is is saying. Oh, he's a huge influence on me, man. I mean, you know, I
2: bet huge influence. Whether whether you know it or not, massive influence on me. Because you know, if if you sit there and you wait for somebody to to bless you with the role of a lifetime, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, I I write a bunch of scripts, and you know, then we come up, we try to find the money to do them, and you just that's that, and it starts small with sketches because that's the money that you can do. But then you you know, I I don't think in this day and age that if you were waiting for somebody to come and it never happens. it's a lottery ticket yeah, go so out and saying, do it, yeah, it, it never happens. Happens. if you got a role you think that you'll uh, nail
3: write it yeah. brother if write i it. didn't write bronx hill i don't know what would have happened
2: yeah but that's
3: the hard I thing it's like you said every know. jamoke
2: yeah. has a story every jamoke but but they gotta, they gotta, i hear that it.
3: oh that was my story that happened to me well yeah no you, it <laughs> didn't maybe something similar but that didn't happen to
2: you yeah do you, you know want? What? Do you want to do something with uh, your son and your daughter? They're both in the industry. Do you have a, an yeah. idea for for a project? With uh,
3: them? Well, I was in. Uh, I, I'm doing um, a TV series now called Gravesend with Willem Dafoe. Uh, Where I was born, Mick West Second Avenue. Yeah, Pink. yeah. And yeah. my son was in that, and my daughter. Actually, my daughter had the. She was doing it for a year before me. She actually got me the job. Another and, terrific and, ensemble cast, by yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah a great cast and a wonderful, wonderful uh, show. Comes out this month, January. And um, so, uh, yeah, we did a couple of things together, and that was fun to work with them. You know, I didn't work with my daughter, I worked with my son. So, uh, but you know what? Were well, oh, you giving him tips? Did you let him do his own thing? Out. How is it going? You know, they're, they're so good and they're so talented, and uh, they're going to be good. They're going to be very successful. I'm not worried about either one of them. Really, I'm really not.
0: Yeah, no, I can see it in Dante. He's, he's yeah. got a lot of talent. Lot very of talent. very
3: charismatic. Uh, but it's more than talent, Mickey. They have drive. Yes, they want to be great. Mm-hmm. They want to the be fire and the ambition. Do, do you so still have it. the drive now? I mean, what yes. what have you not done? What what you know?
2: You are out there doing your one man show, man. Mm-hmm. You've done it. How many shows have you done? You had to do this five, six, seven hundred
3: shows. At this will uh, be January 29th at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island. Will be my 1014th. one thousand fourteenth. One
2: thousand fourteen. Do you
3: still get up for them? They still time. every time they every get you. Ah. Actually, I am I'm, I'm filming it. Uh, on the 14th you guys gotta come oh 100 we're there filming it where we're there uh, at the Paramount Theater January um, the, the 29th? 29th yeah all if right. anybody oh, yeah, wants to so come I'm and see I'll be doing it all year all over and if anybody wants to see it go to net, and you'll see my schedule for the whole year or you can go yeah, to let's Ch- put a link it for, yeah. in the podcast chazpalmentary.net or chazpalmentary on in my Instagram account and you'll I always talk about the my shows and my of course my podcast my podcast my podcast which you guys are on. You're oh, on yeah. this one. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. And my podcast has been great. I had great guests. Billy Joel. Love the,
2: the, the Chaz Palmetari show. Yeah, love. so it's, it's really yeah. great. I well, talk As, about as it. great as I loved Billy Joel, and obviously Mickey and myself, I love the Sunny Blue Eyes, man. I love Sandy yeah. Blue Eyes. I oh, love Sandy, I love sandy. sandy, sandy. Blue Zito. Eyes, Chuck Zito. Chuck Zito. Chuck Zito. A lot, a lot it's, it's beautiful, stuff. man.
3: Uh, the yeah. old story about Chuck Zito. Chuck Zito put out more lights than Con Edison on
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Zito's uh, a real one. That's a tough guy. Oh, and you got, right? you oh got, Chuck
2: Zito's legit. Uh, oh, that's a tough guy. And you got Tara and you got uh, yeah. Miss Narducci there. You got yeah. you got
3: some real talent. Tara there, kind, right? of Ch- uh, kind of sh- 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 Strassi, yes. That's and right. and uh, Catherine Narducci. Yep.
0: And, Was her first role Bronxdale?
3: That was Her first role that was her first really. Role, right? yeah. did you
0: guys? You guys did an open call? We in, did an uh, open
3: call for kids, and she brought her son there. And then she saw they were auditioning women, so she asked if she could audition. She auditioned and she beat everybody. Wow, wow. she was wow. great, tremendous. Obviously, she's had a great career because she's great. I, she's loved, her Soprano. She's I loved her in she's that talented. In, she's great
0: in uh, Godfather Harlem as well. Yeah, Godfather, she's, she's just great,
3: you know, she's yeah. a natural. Yeah. People are born natural. She's a sweet person, She's natural, too, Very yeah. sweet, too. Yeah. Now,
2: we, we talked about roles you were offered. Is there a role that you went up for that you really wanted, that you thought, man, this is going to be great, and it went to somebody else?
3: Uh, well, a, uh, you know, I, I, I rewrite scripts a lot, and I remember uh, usually I I there's only three scripts that I read in my lifetime that when I read them, I went, oh, shit, man, I'd like to be in this movie. This movie's going to be great well one role one role I really wanted uh I got a script and it was called uh, Shawshank Redemption mm. and there was the part a of a little Re- movie called Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Just a little guy <laughs> and there was the part of red which is played by Morgan Freeman well in the book he's a white Irish guy he's a white right? Irish guy yeah. that's correct and I said gee I'd love to play this maybe I could read for it and but then I heard Morgan Freeman was doing it, and, you know, and and obviously they made the right choice because Morgan. Oh, was, he was amazing! It was amazing. He was incredible. Yeah. I can't picture anybody else doing it. Yeah. But that was one I always go, wow! I wish I could have been in that one. Uh, Save a Private Ryan was another script that I read that I loved. I just wanted to be in it, doing yeah. something, yeah, anything, yeah. And uh, and then the the reason, the most recent was was Green Book.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. When I read that,
3: I, I, I brought it back to Nick ago well, and I said I have no notes. It's brilliant. It's no notes. It's great. Yeah, it
2: was a great one.
3: Yeah, I really movie. enjoyed
2: that one
0: yeah, as well. The, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean,
2: same in Private Ryan too. I mean, you're talking yeah. about you know
3: the quintessential war movie. Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, those were three scripts. When I read them, I just said, "Wow!" I remember being really taken back by it when I read it. I was like, like, like it was so brilliant. I was stunned when I read it. Do you
2: ever read a script and you're like, "This is trash," and it turned out to be a good movie? No, not a single one. No, I heard people uh, when the script for Dumber and Dumber was going around, they were like, "This is the worst movie I, I've ever right. read in my life." Yeah, they they were like, "There's nobody, anybody's going to do this movie."
3: Yeah, oh, but but then you, you hire the, the right, you know, you hire Jim Carrey, and you hire Jeff Daniels, two wonderful actors, and we got a movie, uh, and you got a movie. But I'm sure that you know, I never saw it, but I'm sure the script had something to it. You know, I don't know. I never saw it. The Farrelly uh,
2: brothers—they they they had a great run there.
3: You know, you you don't know. You know uh, who was offered? Uh, you know who was offered Shawshank Redemption? He turned it down. Uh, Tom Cruise, really? Yeah. Tom Cruise turned down Shawshank Redemption because he didn't he he didn't want to direct with a first he didn't want to act with a first time director. This is the story I heard and he said no and and frank debunk who directed it brilliantly said i'm directing it and i don't give a shit so but i you know what you look at tim robbins and you go is there anybody else but him who yeah. play this part yeah yeah <laughs> not
2: really and wh- why do you think some actors translate into phenomenal directors and other actors they they don't seem to to, to do as well like you look at a you know you talk about tim robbins I, I immediately go to uh mystic river and that was sean penn if i remember correctly mm. right and i mean that movie's just like i mean that's that's a brilliant sad but brilliant yeah. movie yeah there's some people that they seem they, they jump in and they're great and other directors you're like mm, i don't know about i don't know
3: you know in madison some directors are just they, they they see the movie they see it in their head like marty scorsese he He's just a great storyteller, you know. He you know, he just sees the one movie. of my favorites. You know, uh Woody Allen does you know, sees the movie. Alfred Hitchcock never looked in the camera. Really? Never. Huh. He would he storyboard it and he would tell what's the frame? Don't forget they didn't have video playback. Actual film. Yeah. They didn't have video playback back then. It's
2: actual cutting film.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, we had actual cutting film up the Bronx Tale. No, you yes. had to do that digital. It was just coming in. The really, unit, the units were just coming in. Uh, we uh, we just got we we cut Bronx Teal on the flatbed and on the computer both. Uh, what was the name of the? Uh... Were you able to watch the dailies on? Uh... Yes. Oh, you were. Yes, I'm I heard trying.
0: Tarantino to... does his on
3: film. Yes, really, and still, yeah. No, yeah. but he's he's got to use the computer. Right. Because it's so oh, much faster. I as, would love you to see, see all Chaz commentary in a Quentin Tarantino
2: Can you role. You oh, man, that. that would be fantastic. Yeah, I read
3: I read actually for him for, uh, uh, what was the movie they did? Mr. Pink, Mr. Blue. Reservoir <laughs> Dog? Reservoir Dog. Don't tell me you lost out to Madsen again. I probably did. Come yeah. on, Madsen. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. No, I didn't lose out to him. He, yes, well, I did. I think he got that part and I didn't. But in he, he should he have at least given you species forth with the knife yeah. with, about to... with Natasha Hedstridge yeah. walking around. I don't know. <laughs> if, I don't remember if that was the part. But I, I remember. I did read. I did read for it. Right. Hey, <laughs> this thing on. <laughs> no, he was great. Come on, he was. Of course. Was now that's
0: of a role. No, I, I'm a huge Madsen. Yeah. fan. I, yeah. I, I love Madsen. Yeah. I
2: could. I I could definitely see you doing Sonny Black yeah. better. But Madsen, you got to give credit where it's due. Ro- no, Roar yeah, dogs. yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Exactly.
3: Exactly. Madsen's great. I mean it's just great, you know.
2: What do you think of Tarantino and Scorsese coming out and saying they're not making movies anymore today? That you know, these Marvel films are not well, movies, uh, it's bad. They're cinema. right.
3: I mean they're right. I mean it's really uh could a great could certain movies get made today? Could the Godfather get made today? Probably not. No. You know It'd be a series, I think. Yeah. I mean a lot of great movies couldn't be made today. You know, so Casablanca's
2: probably not getting made today.
3: Oh no, no, that's not getting made. That's not getting made. You know, but look, look at all these great movies that just never got made. I mean, um, I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. Your movies should be seen on a big screen with a lot of people. Prestige. Yeah. You know, I mean, how could you not see uh, Goodfellas uh, on a big screen? You know, I mean, yeah. that's it's a whole different thing. Dances with mm-hmm. Wolves. Yep. Braveheart. You want yeah. to see that on a big screen, man. Right. You know, I mean, come on. Not saying you no, know, not to put down television at all. It's just Mickey's a successful UFC fighter.
2: He's got very big screens. Big screen, big screens.
3: You have big screens at home, Mickey? Ah, pretty big. You know, <laughs> think about it. Screens today are huge, big screen. Like if you go over somebody's house and they got like a regular television. Oh, back in the day, yeah, like, a little, it looked like, a mic- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looked like a microwave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a microwave. Absolutely.
2: Some people got projectors. It's the whole wall yeah. of the television. now yeah. that's, yeah. that, yeah. that's What the, the, the good hell stuff. is this shit? Yeah,
3: you know, oh, it's. It's different.
2: But you've never really done any fantasy, right? You've never done like a Lord of the Rings or... No, I'd love to. You'd love to do a fantasy Oh! Thing. Is that what's left? Is that... Is that... We've got... You're the next Gandalf, man. We gotta... Yeah.
3: I wanna... I wanna do that, but I really... I've always wanted to play a pre- Now movie. you
2: just can't pass.
3: Yeah. No, I could never say... <laughs> <laughs> I could never say that line again.
0: Yeah. You probably I... heard that so much. Oh. and you And I remember you told me on your podcast, that was just kind of like a line you just wrote. Like, you knew, like, like the, uh... Well, I wrote it because the guy said it. Okay, so you didn't know it was going to really be this it. iconic line no. that was... Yeah, I, I've had friends that have saw that we, we've been hanging out together, sending me, now you can't leave, now you can't leave.
3: Yeah. Like, crazy. Yeah. Like everybody, I, I, I that was, line is so I, iconic. I was 18 years old, sitting at the bar, and these guys came in. Okay, uh, they were called, uh, the. they weren't the Hells Angels, they were the aliens at the time. That was the name of the gang. And, uh... They did this thing, and they put... In the movie... They were Satan's messengers. Satan's messengers, yeah. Yeah. In the movie, they shake it. But in real life, they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. What they did was they just looked at Sonny, held up the bars, and they just turned them upside down. And they just drenched the bar on the floor. They just turned the beers upside down. And, And Sonny asked them to leave. And and before
0: they they were Sonny allowed them to come in because they were actually acting like, like gentlemen, like gentlemen. But it were, was a setup. But they were f- they were faking. It was yeah. a setup. Yeah.
3: And once uh, they did that, he said, "Look, you know, uh, yeah, you got to leave." I spoke to like a gentleman. I'm, I'm disappointed, but you got to go. And the guy just looked at him and said, "Fuck you." You know, you think well, leave? and he said something. Like, Look, you see these colors. Like, my colors, you're not doing shit to us. Yeah. And he said, this is our place now. Fuck you, you make us leave.
2: Your terms are acceptable. You know. (laughs) And and he
3: just, he just, like, kind of went. And I'm standing, and I'm sitting there at the the end of the bar, and I'm like, like this. Just like I described it in, in the, and he just walked over, shut the door, and bolted the door. And he walked back, and he said, now you just can't leave. Now that's the story.
2: The Brooklyn people are like, "No way!" Chaz took that from Brooklyn because there's a story in Garrison Beach. Yeah, yeah I know. You know. Yeah, so, know. but the, uh, you know, these these bikers came in and, uh, the, the yeah. apparently, there's there's a big hole somewhere in Garrison
3: Beach. Yeah, you know? I don't know that story. Uh, I know this story. So, yeah, yeah, So then, yeah, yeah, so then yeah. they well, Gar- the Gar- door. Garrison Beach happened one year. Yeah what 70s 80s maybe probably yeah. yeah yeah this is the 60s that's <laughs> yeah, very true that's very true okay yeah so tell garrison beach they're fucking wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: on the, they, they on, the now. on the
3: next episode they of grave's
2: head hey fuck garrison <laughs> no, beach <laughs> I mean,
3: maybe something similar happened there it's very possible there's some tough guys out there yeah yeah yeah. maybe the guys walked in got smart they said no you're fucking not and we're gonna kick your ass it's possible sure. what happened yeah. well look the, let, let's be honest those guys yeah. were
2: probably you know they were drug dealers too and they were tra- yeah. they were in the waters where, where can water. we where can we flex where can well we flex? yeah sometimes you flex on the wrong people yeah sometimes fuck around and find out sometimes you just fuck
3: with the wrong people you never know
2: right when yeah. it's your day you have no, no idea.
3: idea you know you could be a real tough guy you, you know you know how it is in the ring mick you're in the ring you're, you're hitting guys you're knocking guys out and then one day you hit a guy and nothing happens
0: it happens in my dreams. It'll, Anytime I get in a fight in my dreams when I'm sleeping, yeah. I hit someone and nothing happens, and I'm like, "What?" It's what a, like that's grade. what it feels
2: like when you tell a joke. You you expect a big pop and <laughs> the crowd is going to be like, "What the hell?"
3: You're like what? What's, I thought I had some power. On, here, what's think. going on here? Yeah, hey, let's try uh, this again. <laughs> that's when you hit a guy and you just say and nothing happens. You hit him again, nothing happens. You start going, "All right, is somebody going to break this fight up here?" <laughs> hey, wait, dude, so wait, wait, hold on, wait.
2: So you have dreams where you hit people and and. Yeah, my dad, my dad. has the same dreams. Where I dreams. bomb,
3: I have dreams. Yeah. I where I, I bomb well, atomically. on No you know right? what I have dreams? I have dreams where I get on. I'm on Broadway, and I just I don't know my lines. You don't know lines.
1: Yeah.
2: I've done the same All thing.
0: Right, I, that's I've I've had a lot where I'm in school and I like have like a test or like the semester's over and I've done none of the work, haven't gone to class once or yeah, something yeah, like, that. So that like that. So yeah, you guys have those? Like still have school? Sure. Like I, I, yeah, I didn't know. So, I didn't yeah.
3: know my lines, and I had a dream where they said the guy's sick, Chaz. You're on, and I'm like. I don't know my lines. <coughs> I don't know if I could do this. I don't know my lines. I always have that. It's a, it's an actor's nightmare.
0: So that when did, so you started acting in the seventies, you said yeah. What well, yeah. what got you into that? I always wanted to be an actor. Always okay since
3: I was ten. You okay. Know, I wanted to write. I wanted to act.
0: Because I wondered uh, after like like how Bronx Tale ends. You're what seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, when 18, the movie 18, yeah. So then right from there, where, where, so you had already been uh, studying acting for a while and, wor- and working on
3: that at that point? At 17, 18, no, not yet. Okay, you didn't, you hadn't started yet? Right around 18, that's when I started. Okay. That's when, when I left the neighborhood, we moved out of the neighborhood. My father said, we're out of here, you know, mm-hmm. so, and then I, I, I went to uh, the college and I became, I was a drama major. Where'd you go to school? Bronx Community. Okay. Community College. And then I left there, and I, I went to Manhattan and started studying uh, uh, down there with Michael Sherloff at the Corner loft Theater.
2: These suits think that Bronx Tale is a, is a sad movie. Little do they know that C goes on to be a movie star.
3: Yeah,
0: no, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of, that thing it's kind of an interesting, like full circle. It's like then you, you know, you you don't see that next twenty years of Chaz's life until he's there. Yeah, and then and now you're the you're the
3: star. You're people sunny, go, you how know? did this happen? I go, but I, I mean, even guys that I knew back then, they always said we knew, you know, they used to talk about all these things. Chaz, that you were going to make it. Yeah, I always said I was going to make. It. Yeah. Did
2: they did they come out of the woodwork after? Uh... 15 years and they're like
3: hey Chaz remember me yeah I still, hey, but, a but, little I'm money. Nice, but I'm nice to them yeah. I'm nice to my but friend by
2: the time I, uh, I gave you 20 bucks well after 15 you years the vig I don't
3: know if I told you this story what I did was you know I grew up in I grew up in the street you know I mean I went to college but I'm still by you heart, were educated but a, by the streets, streets and by the yeah I was educated well Sonny used to say that I'm going to get, a, get I wanted to get a college education and I wanted to get street smart mm. education so when I knew I made a deal with the Bronx Tale when I made the deal with the studio. So I was gonna get a lot of money. Like uh like almost two million dollars I was gonna be paid. And uh a, a little under that, but right around there. In 80, 85, 86? eighty 88. That's Scott eighty That's, mm-hmm. That's, That's Scott All. That's right, yeah, <laughs> got yeah. so uh You kinda like in Creek and after So that. I knew the friends that I grew up with. So I said, Uh oh, I'm gonna get hit on. So what I did was they knew I was struggling out in LA. They knew they didn't really know I was I was doing the. Sh- they knew I was doing the show, but they didn't know. They just thought I was still struggling. So I called up these seven guys who I was still friends today, and I said, "Listen, I need about ten thousand dollars. Could you lend me $10,000? Knowing that there's no way they could give me $10,000. <laughs> I said, "If I if I just I'm gonna come oh. I'm gonna come into some money. I'll give you the ten grand." Chaz, I'm married. I got kids. I love you. You know, i do anything for you, but I can't. Okay. I, I go through all seven guys. Each one says the same thing. And I knew it. They don't have it. One was a garbage man. One was a cop. You know, they, they couldn't. There's no way they can give me that kind of money. Right. Two weeks later, bam, in the newspapers. <laughs> New York Times. New York Times.
0: So smart. Daily News. So smart. Post.
3: Chaz Power Terry, the big thing in Hollywood, makes a millions-dollar uh, deal. That's fucking genius. They can't genius. call me and ask me for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking genius. That is unbelievable. Okay. That's phenomenal. They can't call me and ask me for nothing. Oh, that is brilliant. That I, had is one brilliant. Friend, I had one friend who had the balls to do it. He's yeah, what? Di- he passed away. My friend Timmy Knapp. We call him Timmy Knapp. His last name was Napolitano. He called me up and goes, Chaz, I saw what happened. Oh my God, I was happy for you. He goes, listen. My wife and I are buying a house. Could you help me with the down payment? I said, you know, Tim, you got a lot of balls asking me for money. <laughs> and when I asked you, he goes, I know, God, I feel so bad. I go, oh, you don't feel that bad. You're fucking asking me. <laughs> well, Chad, you know I don't have it. You asked me
2: so you don't know got the money. I'll will out of it. He
3: goes, so then I, so he goes, this would I mean if he got, what do you want we to? 25000 Whoa. 25000 He said, if you could just let me the spot. I said, you know, you're not going to pay me back. Stop the bullshit. Stop it. I said, come on. So I said, I said, Tim, listen, if it was that bad, I mean, look, I could give you a couple of grand, but uh, but I can't give you $25. He goes, all right, I'll take a couple of grand. I hung up. Boom. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. That is great. Dude, that is
0: so beautiful. I love that. Uh, he called right, uh, right as he knew he was going to come in with some money. I'm going to hey, clear. I'm gonna, no one's going to be asking me for shit. They're not going to ask you for shit. No. Wow. They, one one guy, thing, what one you guy. think of
3: that? They don't teach you that in uh, the college. The street is you always cry to blues. If you got money on you, you cry. Mm. If you don't cry, you're going to get asked. Mm. There's only two things that could happen. Here's another thing. My dad told me this. There's only two things that could happen if people think you have a lot of money. One, they'll ask you for it. Or two, they'll They're try to steal it, it from it. you. Yeah. No good comes out of telling people you got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Unless it's at a bar with that girl. Yeah. Till this day, <laughs> till this day, people go, "How you doing, Chaz?" Oh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing all right. Oh. Ah, oh, you Ooh. must be making millions. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm all right. I'm comfortable. It's a down market. You you you
1: you. Inflation's killing Inflations You cry. You, inflation's a, you, a, a cry
3: you cry the blues. Yeah. Always cry. You know what I mean? Because if you don't Yeah, if
0: you start being braggadocious and flexing on everyone, then well, this is the segment we need. I I
2: need I need Chaz Palmetari's rules for life segment. I need I need one rule for life. This is the book. We gotta get three hundred and sixty five rules for life one a day. We need that's the TikTok. You gotta get your you got a great production team. Get your yeah. TikTok on that. That's it. Chaz P's rules well, for life Well,
3: actually me and Michael Francis, Michael great Michael Francis. Of course, yeah. Him and I did a podcast together. We're putting it together now. It's going to come out soon. And we, get, we take the great books uh, like Machiavelli and uh, so many great books. Very, and, very, and, very intelligent. And man, we break Michael. it down. Him and I break it down in, in, in a street sense. It's really great. It's going to be great.
2: Oh, so uh, it, so awesome. you distill down these high level concepts into something that's yeah. I like that a lot. That's yeah, really well, cool. I was
3: a student of Machiavelli. I used to read Machiavelli, and that was really from Sonny because the wise guys used to read Machiavelli in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know. So here's the one. The who Prince, I would imagine. The yeah. Prince. Yeah. Prince is the ultimate. Yeah. You know. Il principe. Uh, and I always said, well, you know, if you think about it, and I put the Prince in and God in the Bronx Tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I always. Did. Well, that's
2: you know loved or feared. Is it better it's to better be, be loved, loved or, or feared? feared? Absolutely. Well, it's better to be feared. Well, it's, it's like, better to be feared. In, a medieval, in, a, in the medieval context of what Machiavelli was talking times, about, it's it's absolutely right,
3: yeah. 100%. Yeah, I always say, people ask me, hey, Chaz, they always yell, is it better to be loved or feared? And I say, well, if you're Sonny, it's better to be feared. If you're Chaz, Palminteri, it's better to be loved.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, makes sense. And, and that's really makes sense. I mean, you know, because if you remember what Sonny says... You think these people love me? They're afraid of me, but that's okay. Right. I accept that. That's
2: really it? any boss in any job. Sure, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. hey, you don't do you don't do what your boss tells you to do because you love him. You do it because I don't
3: want to get fired. People take advantage. It's human nature. If you tell your friends I got so much money now, whatever you need, they're gonna ask you sure. every day.
2: Yeah,
0: gonna every day hitting yeah. you up. But
3: you gotta tell them, hey, you know, I had to tell my friends, bye guys. Have I lent money out to friends? Yes. Has yeah. it, it been a loan? No. I say, here it is. This is not a loan. I don't want the money back. Yeah. And I say that for two reasons. One, I'm not going to get it back. I know it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And two is, you're not going to ask me again.
1: Right.
2: You're never going to ask me again. Right, sure. It's over. Yeah.
3: Just like it's cost me $20 to get rid of him. like sure. in the movie. Yeah. Yep. It's the same concept. He needed money for his rent. I know. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I remember years ago I needed money for rent, and it hurts to ask. Well, I, you know, I, I, str- I I actually have the opposite problem. I'd probably
2: I'd probably you know die in the streets before I asked anybody for help. Yeah, you know like I, that's yeah.
3: that's the you
2: know the I the Well, there are times proud, you know, yeah. are yeah.
3: times that you had to, I had to do that. It was either that or, you know, I don't know what I wouldn't do anything wrong. You if, you, if you were thirty five
2: when you sold the script, were you close to giving up? You figure never. You're never gonna give up. No, you're gonna no, you're gonna never. see it through to the end. Uh, never. Couldn't waste
0: this man's talent, bro. How does pops telling him that from day one? That's a tough thing,
2: man. It's a tough thing. It's a tough. It's no different than your sport. I tell Mickey all the time, you know. What I what I respect so much about those guys is you put me in there in a ring for one night. I'm game. Anybody can have that one fight. Yeah, get in there and do it again the next day, twice a day, every day, six oh, months. The training you're talking the about training, the yeah. dieting, yeah. the sparring. Yeah. I you know I lived one day in your life. I couldn't play pickleball the next day. I was like I'm out. <laughs> this re- is the the, no. real,
3: the real key in anything you do. Uh, you're 37. You're 30 years old. Is you have an immense amount of time on your side. So any money you make, you should try to put it somewhere, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, an index fund, something like that. I know it seems small, but the more money, if you could just save $100 a month, by the time you're, you know, 10, 20 years from now, you'll have a nice nest egg for retirement. And I know it's hard to think like that, but you have time. You're 30. It's young.
1: Yeah.
3: It's cool. all going into my movie. I'm putting it all on black. Yeah. We're either going to double it <laughs> no, or I'm no, no, bankrupt. That's, <laughs> that's uh, you know, there's certain decisions that you have to make in your life that are the most important decisions. One is you, you have to show up and do the right thing. The second is the person you choose to marry is probably the second most important decision you have to make in your life. Mm. Because that person could either put wind in your sails, mm. or could bring you down. Yeah, mm. is, is this person that I'm marrying, uh, or a girl could feel this? A girl could say the same thing. You know, is this wow. guy an asset to my life or a detriment? Is he luggage, or is he wind in my sails? That's tremendous. One or the other. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah. Now, if it's luggage, it's bad enough to make it. On your own, without somebody pulling you Carrion, down. yeah. Fuck. That's
0: so, brilliant.
3: So you have to think. So the decision you make when you get married, or any woman that you're with, you know, is, is she helping me, or is she making my job
2: harder? That's really interesting. So as a man, then, let me ask you, do you think that you, you should... You shouldn't look for relationships when you're younger. You should be settled in. You should have a career. You should have no, money no, and all no. that stuff.
3: Some people are mature enough that they found they fall in love in their 20s, and but they don't have any money. They're, they don't know, have any money, yeah. but Maybe you know they what? Still they still do the it wind. together. But then the wife you and know. him do it together, and it's fine. Some my son is very, very. He's with his girlfriend now six years. Mm. He's 27. You have seen my son? Yeah. Yeah, and she's a great drop girl dead, as well. Yeah. Drop dead handsome, tall. You know, his wife is, I mean his wife, his girlfriend is beautiful, yep, yep. but my son is a one-woman guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: One woman. Like, we talk sometimes, and he lives in L.A., and, and and I always say to him, I go, you know, everything good with you and your girl? He goes, yeah. And you, I said, you never get tempted to, like, you know, I'm just curious, you know, because I was totally the opposite. Yeah. I was the worst yeah, at that age, I was the worst. I got to tell you, you know, and, and, and I'm and so proud of him. I'm so proud of him because you know why? He'll have a. He's got a great life, and I, I work. It worked out for me. I met a great girl. Mm-hmm. But yeah. some of my friends, they're seen still it go the other they're, way. They're it in just, their 60s, going to bars.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, guys, that sad, I that's I sad. That's but I, 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 but I, Come on. I want to be a father, but I just, I really have never, ever once in my life wanted to be a husband. Yes. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes everything like,
3: sense. Yeah, that, that tells me you're a selfish bastard.
1: That's what <laughs>
3: it tells me you're... F- Am I right, honey? Am I right? Thank you. There's a young lady when you out there. When you got me, you got me. But, you know... Shit, do, that, that tells me you're I a... do want to be a, a father, though. You so, tells so, me hey, how you're, how you you're a selfish bastard and you want your cake and eat it, too. Well, you know what? Come life, on. Life ain't that way. <laughs> oh, I want a son. So I could say, my son. But you don't want to do the work. Bullshit.
2: God, you're calling out my soul right now. This is exactly Man, what I bro, want. This is what you needed this to hear, is exactly bro. Exactly what I want. This Good. is your.
3: You gotta listen to your mentor, right because here. What brother. is your son? What is your son gonna say? I can have a catch with my son. I can't have a catch with my wife. You think? You think catch is makes a father? No. Are you kidding me? A father, when he looks at his father, and he sees the way he treats his mother,
1: that's very much yeah. true. That's everything. Very much true.
3: That's everything. Okay, but also let's can we have, can
2: we have a conversation about like reasonable expectations? If you're with a woman for ten years, that's three thousand six hundred and fifty days, and you're faithful for three thousand six hundred forty nine days, one day you're not, and that's a failed marriage. I don't know, man. That's unreasonable expectations. What do you want a medal? What do you want? You want a medal, man? Uh, you we, want we, a fucking medal. I don't want a medal. I just don't you think it's unreasonable expectations? Uh,
3: uh, okay, is it better than the man who cheats every day, every every week? No, than, I don't uh, think that guy person? should get married. I mean, well, then the woman has to consider that uh, you cheated once in 10 years. She has to think about that. And if she could handle it, great. Mm -hmm. Some women can't. I say you broke the trust. That's it.
2: But I'd like to be that good guy that doesn't, you know, I'd like to be that, that good guy. I want to like, I think a family is everything. Like there's nothing more important than family. It's just, I feel it's very complicated in today's world because... Everybody knows everything about everybody at, at, at every time. Right. You know, like everything's on a cell phone. You gotta, you get accused of things that you've never done. Like, you know, I, I yeah. don't know. Like, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm coming off like a real cat here. But, <laughs> I just, no,
3: no. I mean, uh, when you're famous, the thing about being famous is you get blamed for a lot of stuff you didn't do, and then you get blamed for things you did do. <laughs> you know oh, right? Don't look at me. I'm not famous. The two of you can have this you conversation. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Um, is it is it great to be famous? Yeah, you can get a table at any restaurant you want, and that's great. And people like you, and they respect your work. But is it going to make you happy in the end? No. no. Some of the most famous people that I've met in my life are the most unhappiest. Why does it seem that way? You know, I think that maybe um, that
0: thing that fame they're chasing isn't all they thought it would be. Well you
2: know. well, to that example, I, I have a friend of mine in LA, beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh really one of the only people I enjoyed hanging out with in LA. And then she just took her own life. And it, you know. Yeah, well. And um I think her I don't want to speculate, but I know her well enough to know that her desperation to A be famous and B – try to keep up with the joneses out there it was just a nonstop cycle of depression for her there was just no she needed external validation every second oh, of yeah, her life Yeah, that's too much yeah that's you know, too much um, yeah. and then she started getting surgeries and all these things and it, it it just you know that that but again that's a that's a now society thing right like mm. i mean we all we're on the internet we're on social media we all need external validation well the internet
3: obviously. has been the worst thing in the world for everything you know that's Everybody, a lot of young kids take their lives because they get they get bullied on the internet. They get ghost. They uh, get ghosted by their friends. Well, the cancel culture think is real tough. The cancel culture. You know what I mean? If you know who you are, then nobody could hurt me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't read a review of any movie I did, any Broadway show I do. You've I never read a single review? The only reviews I ever read were Bronx Tale, and that was 30-something years ago. Wow. After that, I realized... I remember Bob De Niro told me, "Don't read reviews; it's the worst thing for you." And the good reviews are worse than the bad. Why is that? Because it blows you up like a big potato chip, and you you want you want more and more and more. Yeah. And then as soon as you get a bad one, you're destroyed. So you, yeah. So I discount the good ones and the bad ones. I and discount the, everything. I I completely
0: agree. With that. That's no. the same thing mm-hmm. with comments on like your instagram because i don't anyone, even read them anyone who's gonna yeah you shouldn't no we, I none, don't. it's we don't need this information it really doesn't yeah. matter what all what any of these people who can just brrr, say some bullshit to you yeah. whether they're saying you're the fucking best you're the goat you're the man or they're talking shit and saying you suck this ba ba you know what i mean like it doesn't yeah. matter like doesn't matter it's it's just some other person like I, I always say like um to people who like who like sweat that stuff is like if you Everybody's perception is different. My mother's, my father's, your perception of me, Gerard's perception of me, people who I know and actually and respect—it's all going to be a different perception. Mm. So why would I give a shit what some dork who doesn't know me whatsoever yes. wants to type to me and send? Whether it tells me a good thing or tells me a bad thing, either way, it's you know what I mean. Right. It's, yeah. You know, it's,
3: here's the difference. It's BS. Here's the key. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. In Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. In
0: he
2: the cares.
3: end. Nobody gives a shit. It's true.
2: Do you think, like in the future, uh, we're going to become so clout centric that uh, people are going to put their Instagram follower count on their headstone? Here here lies. Here lies Tibby. Went outside so, yeah. four whole times, died with 1.5 billion Twitch streamers. You
3: know, look, I have uh, a shameless plug. I have two great Italian restaurants that I own.
1: Oh, oh come now, on. Hey, we can now talk about, about that for a while. Yeah, Let's we were talk, talk we about were it. We just yeah. here, baby. Oh, yeah. 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 The and you were just there. Chas the
3: I have one, 30 West 46th Street, another one, uh, 264. Uh, Main Street. No, right we haven't there. been now, to that one. Now, my restaurants, you've been there, they're great. Oh, the, the, yes. the, the no, one in the town's right. unbelievable. unbelievable. One of the one of the two of the top restaurants I have. These, these are my okay. Always on the Instagram, you get one person. Eh, I wasn't crazy about it. You think I give a shit about that? What
2: is there not to be crazy? About? I know exactly. Yeah, the service crazy. is five star, me? like the, the service, service is, is the five
3: roof. star. The food is through the roof, and, and not for nothing. If my name's on an Italian restaurant, you know it's good. Oh, yeah. What well, I wasn't expecting yeah. is how good the steak is. The Chateau yeah. is out of control. Dude, out of everything. control. Yeah. The lamb chop, yeah, everything right. was... Yeah. Uh, but I don't give a shit what people... You know, I know the restaurant's great. That's it. But you can't please everybody all the time. Yeah. If you look uh, at him and he uh, gives
2: you a good review in a restaurant,
3: ignore it. Uh, you look at
2: me and I give you a good review... Take that, to the, Take bank, that to the bank. Take that to the bank. Take that to the bank. You seen army. me eat?
0: You know what I'm saying carries weight. I saw you know, me. Eat. I saw yeah. kid eat. Oh, you saw me eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn.
2: Because he, he eats nothing, and then when he gets to eat, what he like, eats, yeah. it's like,
0: oh yeah, no. I eat. I work out a lot. I gotta fuel all this. You know what I mean? I I probably eat more than you. Even my yeah. son.
3: Even my son goes. We baby. got one of them. He's got in the car. He goes, Dad. Did you see how much? do you see how much Mickey ate? <laughs> I go. I said I got can oh, eat. Dude, that well, was, a that, that was, was a light yeah. meal. That was a light meal. He's
2: big on the uh, on the protein, man. But, yeah, I mean, it. you've
3: got. So, what else? What is there
2: left for you, Chaz? You've owned restaurants. You're an entrepreneur. You've written. You've directed. You've acted. You've done diverse roles. You've been the bad guy. Right. You've done. You've been. You've been the big boss. You've been the cop. You played uh, a homosexual character on Modern Family. That was a turn I didn't expect. That yeah, was. That hilarious. was fun. That was fun. Uh,
3: what What's What do you want? Like. Give me, give me I, your I want, wish list here. I, My wish list is I want to play a priest. Is that right? Yeah. I want to play a priest really bad. I I, I think I'm going to have to write it myself. I want to be a priest. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I always I always wanted to play a, a period, priest. In a period piece? or It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I like to play a priest who's a renegade priest who's a, who who has a parish in the South Bronx or something. Really? And he's... A, you know
2: so an agent of social change or he's
3: like a tough guy but he's he believes very much in god and he's cru- he's kind of like stuck between the love of god and the love and his who he was when he was younger you know i've always wanted to play now him. is there a
2: way that we could take the two and put them together you wanted to play a fantasy character and you want to play a priest maybe this priest no. hunts <laughs> vampires at night or Hey, forget everything I said about his good
0: ideas. All right, forget everything yeah. I said about all the brilliant ideas he had. Yeah. Just go back to my yeah, food review. Yeah. No, food. I,
3: I always wanted to. Uh, I like writing. I'm, I'm writing a, another play right now for Broadway for me and uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, oh, who's wow. he's yeah. a great actor. Yeah, and wow. um, I'm hoping that gets there. We'll see. And i um, I want to write another musical. Um, so we'll see,
2: dude. Amazing. Can't wait to
3: see him. First, we can't
2: wait to see you live. You're going to see me live? January 29th. Yes, yeah, the 29th. January 29th,
3: Paramount Theater in Huntington. Be there. We're yep. filming the show. Uh, if you want to go to my Instagram, Chaz Palmitteri, or go to my site, chazpalmitteri.net. Absolutely. That's when my whole schedule for the whole year is on. I'm doing an, another national tour this year in between the TV show and, and everything else. Gravesend. So it should be good. That's phenomenal. Life is good, bro. Life's good, Chaz. Life's life good. is you good. You made it happen.
0: You made it happen, Chaz. You, you know make it I mean? happen you by it you happen. make
3: it happen by working very hard, showing up, and doing the right thing. You know, you got to do the right thing, man. If you don't do the right thing, life is like dominoes. You know, it's it's all dominoes. Your next decision is your most important.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Your next your next move is your most important. If you make the wrong move. The dominoes go boop, 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 boop. You ever show up late for work? You show up late for work. You're rushing in the car. Oh, shit, you're rushing. You go through a lot. You get a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Finally, you get to work. Your boss is pissed off at you. You argue with him. Now you're fucked up. You get home. You're upset. You eat something. That now you. It's like a domino thing. You get up early. You get there on time. Life is different. But most people mm-hmm.
2: that that happens to, I feel, they don't have that type of self-actualization. They think the universe is against them. They think, yes. Oh my god, look at everything bad that happened in this world. The, the you know, God's against me. And no.
3: People who say that, people who say I never caught a break in my life, never saw a break in their life. Mm. They had the break there but they didn't see it.
0: They didn't see it, didn't they didn't recognize it. it. Yeah.
3: Dennis, how many times you don't you don't show up for something. Oh, I don't want to go for that audition. Oh, I don't want to show up. That job, I'm never going to get that job. It's so, it's a self prophecy. Yeah, for-
0: fortune favors the bold. You got to be bold and go out there and put yourself out there.
1: Look, show up. Like we you're are saying.
3: look and and not to get philosophical here. We are made out of the same matter that the universe is made out of. All well, star dust, baby. So so don't you feel that it's all connected? I do. It's I all do. connected. Yeah. So the more the more you are in touch with the universe and being happy. See, okay, let me, let me sum it up. There. This is when you're tight, you're like this. And the universe bounces off you. All good things happen to you, but they bounce off. You can't see it. You can't see it. As soon as you go like this and you open up, the universe goes mm-hmm. right. You draw. You ever notice when you break up with your girlfriend or a girl breaks up with a guy? When a woman breaks up with a guy and then you you talk to her, she goes, uh, I can't meet a guy. I don't know what it is. She's so depressed over the breakup. As soon, as soon as she meets another guy and falls in love, every guy wants to sleep with her. Every guy. Mm. Am I right? As soon as no, soon As soon as you're happy, as soon as you're happy and you're in love with a girl or she's in love with a guy, Every guy is hitting on you. Every girl is hitting on you. Why? Sure. The reason why? Because they want to be in that glow. You they think that, feel that energy. I, is that is energy is, is, is like, oh my god, I got to meet her. But as soon as you get these women and men, I can never find a girl. I give up with love. Who the fuck so, wants it? Who wants to be around that? Yeah. I, I agree. Nobody. I agree with you a thousand
2: percent. But also, you know, as someone that that struggled with depression too, like. Yeah. how do you get through? Like, especially in our industry, with no, 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 no. Like, how do you? After a while, those no's start. They, they, you know, it's almost like you were talking about with the with the comments, right? No, there's a right. thousand yeses, and then the no just okay. sits on you. It's I can every make you, no, can, every, you, no, know every told, no. you know what I tell you
3: know what I teach a class in college. I do a, a master class in college. I teach. Great question. And somebody just said that to me. They just said, Chaz, how do you deal with the no's? The no's. How do you deal with the nose? Okay. I can make you feel better right now, the next time you hear the word no. Go ahead. Right now. If I told you yeah. seventy-six no's you're gonna get, but the seventy-seventh one is gonna be a yes. Yeah, how would you feel about the next no you get?
2: Uh, get me one step closer to the yes. That's it. If I if I was able to maintain that right. mind frame. So
3: you know okay. I got ten those. Great! I only got sixty-seven more to go. <laughs> that's the way you would feel. Mm-hmm. You would feel closer to your dream. Good perspective. So that's the that's the mindset that yeah. you got to have. Okay. I kept saying I'm going to make it when I was broke. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I know I'm going to make it, and I was always happy for other people's success. Always, because who wants to be tight when you're this? Sure. Okay. I was always happy, and sooner or later, I knew it was going to happen. Some people look at the world like it has six slices, and if Charles Palmeteri gets a slice and Mickey Mickey gets a slice, that's only four slices left. They go shit. Yeah. And
2: those people are called.
3: There's communists. four slices left. Son of a bitch. I look at the world like it's got six billion slices. Mm-hmm. There's room for everybody. Abundance. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah. The, yeah abundance, the abundance the mindset be, yeah. versus the what is that? What's the other? What is the opposite
2: of that? Uh, scarcity, like fixed, scarcity, scarcity. Yeah, scarcity. That's it. You got yeah. it. Yeah, but but it's but it's it, it's also tough though. It, like so in comedy, right? When you're first starting out, and and you're like, I'm gonna get these nose, right? But then you get to a certain level where you're like, I shouldn't be getting nose anymore, and then those nose hurt more. You know, right. but those nose are like, those are different nose. Like you're you're. It used to be like, I just need to get on any show. But now I need to get on a show at this price. And I need to get on a show that has this many right. tickets sold. So you still hear those no's. I tell Mick all the time, man. And I'm like, my job as a comedian isn't to tell jokes. My job is to get booked. My job is to get audition. My job is to to get that. I almost feel like comedy for me is a reward for doing my job. That 45 minutes I get on stage is a reward right. for getting booked. You yeah, know what it yeah, takes?
3: But the best, you see, what, what the internet has done I'll tell you what the internet has done is, uh, as a performer, you could be. What do you think these move the studios? You know what they're doing now? They they finally realized it was a mistake. They hired a lot of these TikTok kids. Yeah, but they can't. Act. Sixty million followers, yeah, eighty million. Yeah. They're thinking they would translate. It doesn't. And it, it doesn't. It doesn't. You get record companies. They hire these kids, forty million. They sure. make a record. It doesn't translate. They realize now it's a mistake. Yeah. But you build up your following, you build up your podcast, Mm -hmm. I build up my podcast, and you you do, you have more avenues of revenue. Sure. You can never be wealthy with a salary, ever. Mm -hmm. You got to have passive income. You got to have passive income, whether it be restaurant, whether it be this, whether it be that, you know. um, What was the first thing you bought when you got your, uh, when you got your big check, when you
2: got your, uh, when they bought the Bronx Tale? Oh my God. This. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you invested in an ETF. Did you?
3: <laughs> I Well, I, I never owned a home before. You know. I, I, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Do we have time? To, sure. Okay, course, we have sure. time. Okay, I'll tell you a quick story. I don't. I, I haven't told this story. I, in this in my in my thing. Uh, okay, I'll tell you this, what happened. I'm sitting there with my friend Dayton Kelly. I'm in this apartment in L.A. I made a deal with Bronxdale. I made the deal. I'm waiting for my first check, okay? I'm sitting there in my apartment, and my friend is next to me, my friend Dayton, and we're talking, him and I, and finally I go, uh, we're talking about the scene we're going to do at Monday Night Workshop. I get a knock on the door. I walk over to the door. I open the door. I sign with William Morris. They, uh, they, I signed with the. They oh, said, well. you're Charles Palminteri? I said, yeah. He said, this is from William Morris. Here, he gives me an envelope. I'm used to getting envelopes from William Morris, so you know <laughs> scripts and shit. So I'm talking, to my friend, and we're talking. I open up the envelope and I look at the envelope, and it's. Uh, I'm doing this. I said. I turned to him and I say, Dayton. I. I I, I got a check for fifty thousand dollars, and he goes, What? Now fifty thousand dollars to me at that time was. Five million. Nineteen
2: eighty five. Pull up the equivalency of fifty thousand okay, dollars in today's okay. money.
3: So he walks over to me and goes on my shoulder to look. He goes, Chaz. And he puts his finger on the check and he's counting the zeros. He goes, Chaz. I couldn't even see, I was so blinded. He goes, That's five hundred <laughs> 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 So I go like this, I go, and then my eyes clear up and I see 500,000 and I go, I don't say a word. He doesn't say a word. He sits down on the couch. I sit down on the ottoman. No one said a word for three minutes. You know how long three minutes is? Uh If I'm quiet right now for three minutes, it's a lifetime. Mm. It's a lifetime. Not a word. He doesn't say a word. I don't say a word. And all of a sudden, after three minutes, this is from being broke and trying all my life. Tears start rolling down my face, oh, yeah. and he looks at me. He goes, "You okay?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good." So I, I finally, I get up. He hugs me. I hug him. My first—this was my first payment of the, of the millions I was getting. I get a check, five hundred thousand dollars. Right? So I go, "You know what that's like to have no money, and now you got this." Okay. So I go, listen to this. But this is unbelievable. I haven't told this story too many times. When I was broke years ago, I had to sell my vacuum cleaner to pay for my electric bill. Because they they shut off my electric, and I had to get... That's broke, broke, baby. So I had a friend come over, and I said, look, this is a great vacuum. And he goes, Chaz, let me give you the money. I said, no, I don't want to take no money. Take the vacuum. He gave me the money. I paid my electric bill. And then, you know, everything worked out Okay. So I turned to him and I go, Dayton, I'm going, (laughs) I'm going to the store and I'm going to buy the best fucking vacuum cleaner. (laughs) I have, I said, I don't give a fuck what it is. I'm, I'm, there was the the Electrolux, you know, those big ones, you know, right. You know, you pick up a uh, a bowling ball and shit. my my mom used to (laughs) dance around the house to Donna Summer. So I go, so he goes, so you know, neighborhood guys, he goes, I need one too. <laughs> I was here when you got the check. So I go, I'm buying you the best fucking vacuum, please. Hey, to concierge, two Oryx right. over here, please. So we walk into a store. <laughs> I cannot for the life. Of me. I can't remember. But it was one of those big things like a, like a, like Home Depot. It was one of those big stores. We walk in right on Wilshire Boulevard. I'll never forget it. Walk in. I got the check folded. In my pocket. Oh
2: man, I'd be going nuts. Right, I'm going crazy nuts.
3: I got a credit card. I'm saying, "Fuck this!" I got the money. <laughs> you know, we, I said, I go to the guy. I want two vacuum cleaners. The guy goes, "Well, sure." I said, "Listen to me. I want the best. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the money." <laughs> he goes, "All right, no, no, I'll show you. I'll show it's you." something for your kids. And he showed me the vacuum cleaners. All of a sudden, listen to where the story goes. I hear glass breaking. <laughs> And I go, loud, like glass breaking. And I hear somebody yelling. I go, what the fuck? So it was around the aisle, right? So I walk around the aisle, and there's like three guys with ski masks on. A guy puts a gun in my face and says, eat the floor, motherfucker. What happened was two guys were breaking the this thing where the jewelry was. And one guy was holding everybody at bay with a gun. And I just happened to walk right around the fucking thing. You've got to be kidding me. And me and my my hand to with God. Half
0: a million in his fucking
3: pocket. Listen to this. So me and Dayton hit the fucking ground. We're laying on the floor with everybody else, right? He's going eat the floor, motherfucker.
0: I'm thinking about eating the check.
3: Right? <laughs> so I'm laying there on the floor, and we're laying like this. Dayton's head is here. My head is here. We're looking at each other, and I see this guy walking around with a gun, and I hear the fucking the alarm going off. So in my mind, I'm going, street, the street. I'm going, wait a minute, alarm cops coming hostage no fucking way so i turned to him and i go dayton i'm not fucking dying now not now right we crawl around the aisle him and i that when the guy's going the other way we sneak around the aisle and we're crawling and we're running towards the emergency door we went we run to the emergency door. there was two of these old women who were like catatonic I grab one, he grabs the other. We kick the fucking door open. I take one out, he takes the other you out. You saved the ladies on top of it. Well, I don't know if we did. But but they were just, they were way in the back of the store. They just were scared. And then we ran. And But do you imagine? You've got to be kidding me. What the fuck? You imagine that fucking shit. And I, we were laughing and I said, do you imagine I could have died again from a fucking killing? <laughs> do you imagine Holy this? Shit. But I'll never forget, of course. I'll never forget my mind. But I, but I had the sense, okay, Chaz, just be cool. He pulled the gun on me, and I just went, whoa, whoa, okay, all right. I went, whoa, whoa. I just laid down on the floor. I remember he said, "Eat the floor, motherfucker." And I just laid down. And uh, but anyway, that was uh, my first thing I was going to buy was. Uh, uh,
2: I think the uh, lesson uh, of that story, Chaz, is if you have a
3: half million dollars, get a maid. <laughs> no, but here's the. <laughs> Here's the best thing. Here's the best thing. The next day, I go to the bank. Okay? So I go to the bank the next day. That would have been the first thing I did with that check, bro. You walked out of the day. Well, no, it was late. It was late. It was late. So the next day, it was late. I got the check at six, seven at night. Wait,
2: what did you say? You were on Wilshire Boulevard when that place got broken into? Yes. It was on oh, Wilshire. I forgot shit. the name of it. Because so, you were you were broke. You were living in the hood over there.
3: Yeah. I was living, you know, where I was living. Yeah. yeah Hollywood Vine, Fuck. you know. So so then finally, the next day I go to the teller. And there was this really gorgeous girl there who was behind the counter. And i have been hitting on her for like six months. <laughs> you know, and she ain't giving me shit. Nothing. But why? Because every time I go there, I give her my unemployment check. So I was getting $127 a month unemployment. She knows too much. So she sees my unemployment check. She goes, right. I'm going to yeah. be with this fucking loser. <laughs> right? So I said, hey, Judy. Judy. Judy something, I forgot her last name. So I said, "Hey, if she's watching, fuck you, Judy." <laughs> so uh, so uh, she knows about that anyway. So I, I so right. So now I go up there. If I go, I go up there, and she's looking at me. I go, "Hey, how you doing?" She goes, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good." She's doing good. Hi, how are you? Hi. So I go, "Yeah, I got my check. You know, I, I give it to her." She goes like this. She goes. She goes, could you hold on one second? I said, sure. She goes, she, I see her talking to the people in the back, you know, on the desk. Guy comes over, Mr. Parliamentary. come. <laughs> All of a sudden, they open up the thing. I go in the back, Judy, get him some coffee. <laughs> right? So now, I go there, I, I deposit the 500 grand. I'm talking to him, but but He's like, forget it, I was like a star. Yeah. Okay. So I'm believing. So she goes, hey, Chaz, it's good seeing you. Now she's saying goodbye to oh, me. Right. I go, hey, good seeing you. I'm really nice. Sure. Really What's nice. your name again? Really nice. <laughs> so next week goes by. I get another $500,000. Oh, mm,
1: this is a good two man. weeks, bro. Love, uh, this okay. is a solid story uh, For context, guys, she that's
2: goes, $1.4 million goes, in today's money. What is? Five hundred thousand dollars in today's one, money. One point four million. Wow. So my guy got two point five in two weeks. Well, Three point eight.
3: Three <laughs> million.
1: So I, I go back Solid. there and
3: I go back there and I go, uh, "Hey, how you doing?" She goes, "Hey, how are you?" I go, "Fine." She sweetened up real fast. Right? I give her the check. She goes, "Okay." Oh. <laughs> She's like, she don't even know how to fucking talk. Starts <laughs> so popping buttons open. <laughs> it's getting hot you in your know? chest. <laughs> Here's the way I was. I never said nothing to her. I was never nasty to her. In fact, I was totally opposite. I was just as nice as I could be to her. I never asked her out. Never asked. I would never ask her out. And she was really nice to me. She wanted me to ask her out, but I wouldn't do it. But I was very nice to her. I was always sweet. Though, Eat always your heart out, nice. bitch. No. But <laughs> Back then, Judy, warming, now I'm hot. Judy, you're all alone. You know what? Success is the best revenge. Oh, God. So I, I just was Amen. very nice to her. I never was nasty to her. And if she's listening to this, you know what? You're still a good kid, you know. It was
2: that's like uh, that's my yeah. favorite Bruce Springsteen song, Rosalita, where right. Bruce his lyrics he talks yeah. about he was dating this girl and the dad yeah. didn't
3: like him because he was a
2: loser that did bar shows. Yeah. So tell him this is his last chance to get his <laughs> daughter in a fine romance, yeah. cause the record company Rosie just gave me a big
3: advance. Yeah. yeah, it's a
2: beautiful <laughs> song, and you can tell by the way Bruce sings it that it really happened
3: to him. He's like, oh, yeah? To, yeah. Yeah. I'm not good enough. What do you think now? Yeah. Well. Yeah. And you know what? To be honest with you, she had every right in the world not to go out with me. She really did. Think about it. Why would you go out with a guy who's collecting $127 a week unemployment? Why? I mean, she was right.
2: Because he can do better than you when he's worth 2.4. Yeah,
3: I know. But but, yeah, <laughs> but think about that. She was right.
0: She really. I, I didn't see your potential. I think she, she fucked up. She
3: wasn't perceptive. Yeah, she missed it. Uh, yeah, you know. But I, I went I out with girls when I was broke. I went out with a lot of girls when I was broke. I always had a good rap. And, you know, but... Uh, no, it, it, it she was a girl who just said, "You know what? I don't want to be involved with a guy. Don't forget I was not a kid now." Sure. You know, I was I was uh I was how 30, did, eight
2: years old. How did your life change when you once you had that financial
3: stability? I was um Look, here's the deal with money. Money makes good people better and bad people worse. That's the way it Amen. is. Okay? Yep. If you're a good person, You'll be a good person if you're an asshole. What money does is just make you a bigger asshole. Huh. That's all it does. That's it. That's it. I was always I always treated people the right way. I was always nice to everybody. I was always a gentleman. I never got I never treated women badly. I was always just a nice. I, I was a good person, you know. And that that was my father. What did I tell you? Do the right thing. Do the right thing, son. And that's the way my children are, do the right thing, you know. But my wife is the same way, do the right thing. You treat people the right way, you know. Um, I, I don't know, I just, I've seen what money can do to people. And people go, man, do you see this guy, he became famous, he became an asshole. I said, nah, not really. He just became a famous asshole.
1: He was always an asshole. He was asshole. always an asshole. You know? Yeah.
2: Well, the maturity does matter, though, too, because I talked to Mick all the time. I was like, if I moved to Miami when I was 22, I'd be dead. Yeah, I, I had to come to Miami oh, no! Oh, no like, question.
3: You know? I think if I was 22 and this happened to me, it might have been a different story. Don't get me wrong, but I was 38 at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was a man. You'd been through it, yeah. i have been through yeah. it. You know, so i have been through being broke. Was there a certain level of like
2: imposter syndrome you had to go to through? Where you like, this is going to get taken away? This is only
3: temporary? No. Yeah. No, never. I always felt I deserved to be here. I still do. Mm. I'm gifted. Yeah. No argument here. No, I I mean, no, I I don't care what anybody. When I say that, I don't give a shit if somebody says you're an asshole for thinking that. No, I'm gifted. I'm gifted as an actor and I'm gifted as a writer. I believe that in my heart. Well, there's you know. empirical evidence to prove you
1: right. Well, it's
2: easy to say it now, but having that conviction before the success is what's that that's but what I, I but that. But I but I had that conviction before. I, I, I well, believe it.
3: Money and fame doesn't make you feel successful. You have to feel successful before that. Mm-hmm. Mm. If that just make if the Same money thing and, you're saying with the universe,
0: yes, you know if yeah if you believe that beforehand, then you're going to attract that, and that's an. I, I
3: always you. get asked that question when I was. Uh, when I made it, after I made it, I would get interviews and go, did you ever feel like quitting? Were you ever gonna quit? And I said, no. Did you, did you ever think you were not gonna make it? I said, no. Yeah. Well, how could you feel that way? Yeah. I don't know. I had parents who said, I had incredible parents who said I was gonna be a star, who I was gonna make it, that I was talented. I had two sisters that were very successful. Both of my sisters became very successful, way be- before their brother, before me. And then I caught up to them, you know. But uh, I had parents who who always said, "You're going to be somebody. You're going to be great. You have talent." And I'll and I'll and I know we're on for a while here, but but I'll give you a story that my parents did to show you what kind of parents I had when I was a young actor, when I was boxing, when I was a bouncer. You know, at the uh, 1982 the limelight. Okay, it was a, it was a nightclub. A minute. You guys remember the limelight? Yeah. Is that well, is that where you, is uh, that you and, I read somewhere you and Dolph Lundgren bo- bounced together? Dolph, that... Dolph, yeah, Dolph was after me. Okay. I, we never, but I think we bounced a week together, then I left. But I was I was working at the limelight in 1982. It just opened. Which before you get into it, Mickey's
2: never bounced, oddly enough, the professional fighter. Yeah. I tell people all the time. I did, I did it for a long time. Worst job I ever. Worst done. job in the world. It's yeah. the worst job.
3: It's a fun job. You meet a lot of girls, you have a lot of fun. For the first but... month. Yeah. yeah. See, now you won't want to bounce down. Back then when I bounced, it was great. You didn't get shot. You know, it was nice. Too many cameras fun. nowadays. Too, too many, many cameras. cameras. Too, uh, yeah. too many cameras. Yeah. So, um, I, I would... Sometimes I, I I couldn't get on on the schedule, whatever. And I was collecting unemployment. I couldn't cash a check, whatever. So my parents lived on top and I lived on the bottom in this, in this apartment house, this little apartment house. After we moved out of the Bronx... And so I would write on a card, dear dad, could I have $20 for gas? And I would slip the card underneath the door. And the next morning I wake up and there'd be $20 there. Because I get home at 4 or 5 in the morning, you know, from bouncing. And this went on for like maybe five months where I needed money. And then finally I got a a small part in a off-Broadway show and I didn't need it anymore. Cut to 25 years later. I get nominated for Academy Award. I make it, I'm big, the whole thing. I'm in the, I'm in, so I tell my mother father, I said, I want you to walk down the red carpet with me. They said, great, we would love to do that. I said, great. So, you know, you pull up, Joan Rivers is there, all the people, you know, everybody. I get out of the car with my wife. My wife is eight, eight months pregnant at the time, with Dante, and um, we get out of the car, and just before we get out, my father goes, I think I'm going to give it to him now. My mother goes, yeah, I give it to him. Go ahead. My father puts his hand in his pocket, takes out this envelope with all these stack of cards about this thick, and he gives it to me. I said, what's this? He goes, ah, just look at what it is. We open it up. We look at it. And the cards are all $20, $10, $30 of me asking for money. And I said, what? You saved these cards? And he said, yeah, me and your mother saved them because we knew this day was going to happen. <laughs> wow. And we figured we would give them to you when it happened. Now think about that. Wow. How could parents... Just love. How could parents get cards from their son and say, let's save them because when he's a big star and he gets nominated for Academy Award, we're going to give it to him where in god's name do you have that kind of faith in a child that's why i never gave up that's why tremendous well there's not much to say after that. are you that. crying that choked me up a little bit that's solid that's true that's a I, true story i think that's my
2: beautiful. dad as much as i love my father he'd be like congratulations son you owe me 1800 <laughs> <laughs> Chaz. Chaz, you're the definition of class, my brother.
3: Yeah, thanks, you're a man. legend. You are an Thank absolute you.
0: legend. Thanks Thank you. for having me on Thank the show. You, Thank you.
3: Don't forget, tell people they want to hear more stories, go to my podcast. Absolutely. Yes, the Chaz Commentary Chaz Ch- Show. show.
2: Chazcommentary.net. My... Yes. Omri, hey, we hey, got to we... put together, he gave us so many gems. We got to put together. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Chaz's top 10 rules for life from from this episode for him. that's yeah, got to be a short clip, clip man. oh i got plans don't worry it's oh this man. is all phenomenal right, man sure. from uh i gotta wrap her up here from the wonderful gas digital network network studios here in new york new york you can check us out at gasdigital.com we are every monday and friday at 1 p.m i am gerard michaels that is mickey Gall. this was Chaz palmitary my favorite episode we've ever done if you made it all the way through to the end Ladies You're blessed you You're welcome. welcome You're welcome <laughs> Alright guys We'll see you next week God
3: bless Peace
2: Chad is fucking